This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. And it's like the hook goes, something we all adore. It's the one thing worth dying for. Nothing but pain, stuck in this game, searching for fortune and fame. Something we all adore. The one thing we dying for. Nothing but pain, stuck in this game, searching for fortune and fame. That's what I hear. And my nigga say, we want the fame. Oh my God, my God. Pac, what up? Um, shit, y'all, y'all can probably tell by that what the tone of today's podcast will be. Uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, This Week in Culture. I am your host, Ant Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad Ant. I don't even got no real silly shit for y'all today, man. I ain't no. in that mood, but I do got my nigga with me. Jay, what up? What up, though? It's Jay Johnson. Um, representing everything that R. Kelly does not. <laughs> Except the ball head, nigga. Nah, Jay got to grow his hair back. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> we not, Jay got to grow his shit back today, nigga. <laughs> nigga, you got 12 hours. Um, Yeah, man. And uh, This Week in Culture, episode 27, we review Surviving R. Kelly. Uh, we had a discussion prior to the podcast. We ain't really getting into shit else today. Um, they just gave us six hours of extremely disturbing content that we're going to jump right into. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to preface our discussion with, uh, my kind of my own opinion, just because y'all know how me and Jay get, we're going to throw a joke in there once in a while. We're going to talk shit about certain shit, whatever, whatever. I need this to be said loud and clearly because we are two men discussing a lot of sensitive uh sensitive yeah hey man this is my point of view this is definitely our point of view but what i want to throw out there is at no point during our discussion are we ever placing blame or taking blame off of r kelly r kelly's the fucking worst nigga in america right now um but what i will be doing during this discussion is making sure that Everyone else who deserves some blame receives theirs, too, because I got a lot of shit for a lot of niggas today, Um, because it's not just art. I was complicit in this shit. Mm. So, uh, yeah, that being said. So the Surviving R. Kelly. Surviving R. Kelly. Three different parts. Yeah. Well, three night, six part series on Lifetime. But the three parts essentially was Mm -hmm. um, at first him. Yep. Yep. um, How he started. And his little his life, everything yeah. was kind of like about him and how he was doing this predatorial shit. Yeah. The second part was like about the tape. Yep. And the trial. Yep. And then the third part was like the kidnappings and the, all yeah, the shit that's been happening over the last so couple years. We can kind of address it in mm-hmm. those in those three stages. Bet. So let's just get started uh, with him, um, in his life. R. Kelly. It's kind of funny. Just a few weeks ago. When that whole King of R&B shit was popping, everybody was jumping in there to make sure that niggas knew, hey, no matter what, R. Kelly is King of B. I don't R&B. Um, and I'm just, I'm laughing now because I'm like, dog, so many celebs and so many people jumped in there to make Let sure. Let me just they, throw this hot take out right now. Yeah. Um, I've never thought of R. Kelly as the King of R&B because mm-hmm. I don't think what he does is R&B music. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think of say like an R and B, if I gave you like a case, or mm-hmm. Dave Hollister, yeah, or Tyrese, yeah, or a Usher, yeah, and I say R Kelly, them niggas don't make the same music. Mm-hmm. 
True. Like when you listen to those yeah. traditional R&B songs, like he make music about sex. Facts. And it's like maybe four other songs that wasn't about <laughs> sex, and we all say, "Oh, he makes." I believe I can fly. Yeah, it was a basic ass song. So, kind of. So I I'm I not, hear what you're saying, I'm, and, and I, I agree. I, with what and you're I'm saying. not saying that the music wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Like the shit was mediocre, but we liked it because it had a certain energy to it. But like when I think of R and B singers, I don't automatically jump to R Kelly. Like, oh, listen to, ain't no he don't he don't be doing like these traditional. Mm. The popular songs because I haven't bought an All Crowley album since yeah. two thousand. Um, so where I where I kind of find the whole King of R and B thing disturbing with R Kelly, uh, and it's not I'm not even saying whether I agree or disagree that he is. My problem is that we allowed him to become a part of that discussion after all the shit he had been accused of. Facts that niggas he, he hit his peak. After all of this shit, like that, this is thirty years of trauma <laughs> and criminal activity. He hit, he hit his peak in the peak of his most disgustingness. That nigga hit his peak, not even doing his own shit. It was a point where probably seventy five percent of the songs on quote unquote black radio were written by R. Kelly. Every group, every other singer, every rapper had a dog. This nigga was writing for everybody. So we're going to get into all that in a minute. All right, let's start with R. Kelly, man. Um, Parts one and two, Thursday night. First and foremost, I want to throw out there that I'm disgusted with all of us because none of this shit was new. None of this shit was new. We've known it since 94. We've known it since 2001. I will say this, though. Because the group of the, the guys who just left up out of here, mm-hmm. we were recording before there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of them, like 23, they're mm-hmm. around 24, 23 to 25, 26. Okay. And 2000, they was explaining yeah. how old they was when trapped in the closet and shit. Yeah. Like, niggas was kids. Yeah. Like, in 2001, yeah. when I'm 19, yeah. niggas was like seven, yeah. six no. years yeah. old. So, and like... On our social media timelines and shit, because as you get older, those age gaps like kind of disappear, yeah. and y'all running the same circle. So you have like twenty five year olds on your timeline or yeah. listen to this podcast now, and I would assume that the information that I knew back then is something that you know now. Yeah, and sometimes niggas be like, I didn't know that. So, and that's actually you just walked me into one of my first points. When we were kids, when we were their age, uh however old they were when Trapped in the Closet came yeah. out, this is when the whole R. Kelly Aaliyah thing happened. Facts. We were children. Facts. We might not have known the gravity of what was happening for real. For I remember hearing that whole shit on Mason in the Morning. I remember seeing it on MTV. Like I remember that whole, he married 15-year-old Aaliyah. They lied about her age. Aaliyah was three years older than me. Yeah. So at the time, yeah. in three years as a kid, my, yeah. brother's three, <coughs> my brother's three years older than me. Yeah. So he was in always years. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I'm dying. Hold on. See our see what you doing? <laughs> Shit. You had to punch back in. Then nigga. nigga Jay got so mad that nigga coughed to death, bro. Nigga. Shit. Nigga, nigga sent some bad jujus my way. See dog. what the fuck this nigga are doing, man. But like as a kid, when all that so in our I mean when she like 15. Yeah. I'm 12, mm-hmm. 11, you know what I'm saying? Like And I'm I'm 9, 10 when this is going on, man. And like I, I kind of get I, I, I don't have cable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really, you know what I'm saying. So you yeah. hear shit like. First of all, all right. Let me um. 
let me tell you about America real quick. <laughs> let me tell you about America real quick. Uh, so parts one and two of Surviving R. Kelly aired on Thursday night. Yeah. Friday morning, I'm listening to the radio with my pops. And uh, we in the car, and I had on 107.5. I don't remember if that's Steve Harvey, Tom Joyner, whoever the host is on 107.5's morning show. They were discussing it. Bunch of people, bunch of women uh, on the show, and they were all, everybody's disgusted. Everybody's, like, just grossed out. This is the worst shit ever, blah, blah, blah. Um, when that morning show goes off, and they were in between, like, the 10 a.m. show and whatever, the very next song. No. The very no. next song. No. No, 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 no. no. The very next song <laughs> no. was Your Body's Calling. <laughs> That's America, bro. Oh, this is shit. fucking America. Your Body's Calling was the oh, very next shit. song that played when they said, I think it was Tom Joyner, whoever's on 107.5 in Detroit. I thought that nigga retired. He came back quick as fuck, didn't he? I don't know what the fuck Tom Joyner be doing, that but Tom Joyner it. was also on this shit. Yeah, so, but like yeah. he had this whole, yeah. I've been in the this game This my last year, years. yeah. Nigga was gone two yeah. and a half months. He, he pulled that whole blackout bonus, man. But uh, yeah, no, I, I found the irony in that so fucking compelling that they played Your Body's Calling right after fucking snapping on this nigga. Um, but then it also made me think, wow, you know, over 30 years of knowing that this nigga was a fucking creep. I heard someone on the radio, I was listening to my satellite, uh, and someone on one of the satellite shows said, yeah, when I used to work at such and such station in Atlanta, I actually asked my show director, can we pull R. Kelly's music? Like, I don't want to play that on my show. And she said, my show director laughed at me and walked out the room. Like, nigga, that's, we're not even considering it. She's the biggest fucking singer in the world. No, we're not pulling R. Kelly's music. Would you stop listening to the radio if you didn't hear R. Kelly's song? No. I don't, I don't understand. Like, niggas listen to the radio because they want li- they listening to the fucking radio. Mm-hmm. Like so, Bro. like you think niggas gonna turn up? Whoop! I can't hear R. Kelly. I'm I'm gonna Fam. turn my radio off. Here's the thing: half the niggas on the planet had the niggas CDs back there anyway. So if they didn't hear it on the radio and were so fucking compelled to hear an R. Kelly song, they just pop a CD in. But um, anyway, I know so we kind of all over the yeah. place. So, so let's just so. start with you know him as a kid. They was talking about like they grew up pouring the projects in Chicago. We all fucking grew up yeah. pouring the projects somewhere. Now, um, what I thought was interesting, and um. Is that all they family, the brothers, all three mm-hmm. of the brothers, talk about how they was molested. Yeah. So did you hear, uh, you remember his youngest brother said, you know, I was molested as a kid. Robert was molested as a kid by a family member, but he didn't say who it was. Did you see him on the radio? Yeah. And admit who it was? Yeah. Their oldest sister. Yeah. Yeah. And now I had heard R. Kelly say before that he had, what, like an uncle or some yeah, shit? Cause yeah, because R. Kelly yeah, has told two different stories yeah. about uh, uh, being. Who he uh, had been abused by. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, uh, I, I figured it was a man. I know yeah. he said a woman, yeah. but like, no. Yeah. No, I, I definitely believe the uncle, but it was funny because, well, not funny, but. Or both. Yeah, yeah. No. And so that's where I, when, the, when I heard the youngest brother, because he said I was abused by a woman, like the youngest brother said that. And when he came out on a, a radio show separately and said that it was our oldest sister, I was like, damn, R. Kelly probably was abused by both his uncle and his oldest sister. Like, I, I wouldn't doubt that. Now, what, uh, well, one of them said something. Well, he, R. Mm-hmm. Kelly himself, mm-hmm. he said when he was molested, he said he think it opened up hormones in him earlier Early. yep. than it should have normally been. Yep. And I think he has been trying to open up hormones in children yeah. earlier than they would normally yep. have been. I think that's what he's been doing. He's I, I 100% think that he's convinced that if, if the women are exposed early enough that they learn to enjoy this abuse, that it's okay. I also... 
I don't know how the mind works. Right. Because I'm not a psychologist. Right, right. Or all that stuff. And I, I liked how this show was put together. Shout out to Dream Hampton. I hadn't heard Dream's name in a while, too. I was very, like, hyped that she was a part of this. Uh, shout out to her. Yeah. Because not only did you just have people talking, then you brought in professionals yep. to try to unpack. And you brought in black professionals. Facts. That's to try to unpack what they said. Like, all right, this is what you just heard. And you probably thinking, like, that's wild. Mm-hmm. I would never. And every mm-hmm. time I got to the point, like, nigga, why ain't you? Then yeah. they'll bring somebody in, like, hey, this is so what tell, happens hey. when. Yep. And then it's, I always kind of catch myself because yeah. I put I interject what I would do yeah. or what I think I would do in, in a particular that situation. situation. Yeah. And I'm like, well listen, my mind ain't the same. Yeah. Everybody's psyche is different. Everybody approaches these situations different. And depending on the situation you because you gotta think these most of them anyway were kids when he started that manipulation. Yeah. Imagine being twelve and thirteen and fourteen and having the biggest fucking star in the world telling you to do something. And like so, so, what I was trying, what I, what I was getting to is that, like, when trauma happens to you and you're in an abuse, mm-hmm. you typically turn around and repeat that abuse. Mm-hmm. And I know this is not the exact same thing, yeah. but I'm gonna use this as an example. Like you asked, you asked people today if they got whoopings and they was a kid, mm-hmm. like I did. Yeah. And they're like, "Are you gonna whoop your kids?" And the first thing they say, "Yeah, yeah. I got, I got, I'm gonna whoop my kids because I got whooped." Yeah. And then you like, "Do you think you were abused?" Nah, and it's like, no, nah, I wasn't abused, yeah. but I'm going to whoop my kids because I was whooped. Yeah. And you had to ask yourself, was like, I know we're not trying to like shit on our parents and all yeah. shit like that. But do you think the reason you think it's OK is because it happened to you? And like any other type of abuse, you're going to turn around and you because hurt people hurt people, bro. To be taken, to be perfectly honest, you do something wrong. I'm going to beat you. It's some slave That's slavery. And oh, that's one hundred percent from slavery. And so, when you out of slavery, you out of bondage, you go out. Only thing you know is when you don't do what I tell you to, take to this beating. You. And most of us, being from, I'm from Alabama. I am from Birmingham, Alabama, Hooper City to be specific. My great great grandparents were slave, as most of ours were. Yeah. Like this is a fact. But I know for a fact that that's where that come from. It's a lineage yeah. of abuse so and I behavior. Just wanna, I just want us to keep that in mind yeah. when you're thinking like, I don't understand <laughs> that if something happened to you and you didn't like it, why would you turn around yeah. and do it? I don't know why that shit happens, yeah. but in the brain, shit happened like that. Yeah. You get abused, some somehow yeah. you turn around and you abuse somebody else, yep. and that cycle continues. It's patterns of behavior that we don't know how to break because it we... It's our automatic go-to. Yeah. That's our go-to. That's an acceptable form of punishment because it's been acceptable and it's been passed down from generation to generation. It's normal. Yeah. We've normalized it. And that's kind of probably going to be my entire angle for this whole R. Kelly shit is how much we have normalized. And when I say we, I mean black people. We have normalized a lot of abusive behavior. We've normalized a lot of... I think uh, people in general normalize a lot of abuse. Oh, oh, that's a fact. That's a fact. Because what I what I, what I've have been seeing it kind of irks me every time I see it is when we attribute. Um, first off, there are sexual predators in every race, mm-hmm. in every family, mm-hmm. and guess what? Naturally, people suppress that information. Facts. It's not a black thing if Definitely. someone doesn't tell on a parent or a loved one. I yeah. don't like how that is associated with the black family. Yeah. Well, you know, black people know. Don't give me a. You know, black people, I know that people mm-hmm. handle trauma this way mm-hmm. and they hide it or whatever. I don't like the fact that everybody associate everything negative just with black people. Like, yeah. well, y'all, you know, y'all black people, this is what y'all do in y'all back families. No, 
you only know black people mm-hmm. in your immediate circle, so you associate that with that's how all black families act. Maybe that's just how all people act. Oh, that's a fact. Um, my my, I guess angle for normalizing certain behaviors is what I want, and and this is what I want for black people specifically. Yes. Like, fuck what everybody else is doing. I want us to be able to have these conversations without doing a couple of things. First, have this conversation without immediately going, oh, nigga, I'm cutting you off. I'm blocking you. I'm removing you from social media. Fam, talk to me. Talk to me. Let's just, I want to know your point of view. So here's the thing that I know we do as black people that I hate and that I want us to start to fucking change. For instance, I'll use the example of religion. So if I say I got a homeboy, um, if I tell that nigga I believe in Jesus Christ, I'm a Christian, I was raised in a Christian household, I read the Bible, this is my belief. If I tell him that, or if you tell him that, or if any other person tell him that, first thing he gonna do is laugh and call you stupid. Nigga, dog, we so fucking stupid. We believe anything the white man. Nigga, Christianity was putting in slaves and all that, blah, blah, blah. that was so they could beat us and we had accepted it, but he just go on a rant. Yeah. Y'all niggas don't even understand what religion we studied when we was in Africa. First of all, not every tribe in Africa had one religion. That was not a thing. Second of all, if you think that you know the answers to all these things that I'm apparently so fucking ignorant of, educate, teach, yeah. talk to me. And that's what I don't like that we do, that I've been seeing since this aired on Thursday night. It's almost like we just jumped in and immediately started dividing ourselves into two fucking, yo, nigga, you either still listen to R. Kelly music or you don't. And you either, dog, if you still listen to R. Kelly, tell me now so I can remove you from my timeline. Fam. I definitely blocked one of my cousins. Fam. <laughs> and now, now. Hey, listen, I see you at the reunion, motherfucker. No, no, no. And that's so. I got angry. Though. What? No, no, no. Because it, it was certain discourse you could tell was almost like blatant trolling. I tell you, I tell you what, what made me. Uh, one of my cousins, she posted R. R Kelly still the king of R and B. We have a discussion because mm-hmm. it's like my sister. Uh, but underneath, one of the other cousins jumped in, and all the sex was consensual. Those little girls will experience. Yeah. And I'll just be like, hey, you can't have consensual sex with a with 14 year old. Facts. And then she's like, those little girls will experience with sex. So I just blocked you. No, no, no. That right there. Because I don't want to talk to you no more. That right there. Because you I totally my, understand. Because as somebody who's in my family, mm-hmm. I don't trust you around children no more. Yeah. Like you're. Because you're, you're telling me your mind is capable of going into a space that mine will never fucking find okay like, i don't want my children mm. or my cousins or my nephews or i don't want yeah. none of them around you Facts. because your sense of logic and understanding is severely flawed to the yeah. point where i don't i don't trust you no so more. so that right there no block so that that's actually a perfect fucking like sort of split between exactly what i'm saying if somebody says yo well, i still enjoy r kelly's music I want to have a conversation with this person. I want yeah. to discuss because I understand why. I get it. If someone says, yo, no, them girls consensually had sex with them. It, all right. Clearly, you're think, now your morals are now being questioned. Fuck the music. And uh, the part that kind of pissed me off about people just immediately like stopping all discussion because certain niggas were saying, well, I still enjoy his music or I can separate his music from whatever. I'm not mad at people who say that. I, I get why someone may be upset. And feel mm. like you're still supportive. Here's where here's here's my point on that though. Um, for 30 years, the Aaliyah thing, the Aaliyah marriage was 94. Uh, so let's say for nearly 30 years, the majority of us have supported his music. The majority of uh, and where where it was kind of pissing me off when niggas was talking music, 
I said, yo, just two summers ago, you were stepping in the name of love in your uncle's backyard. You was old enough to know that he'd been wrong by then. Maybe in 94, you weren't. But in 2016, you definitely knew that this nigga was a predator and you were still enjoying his music. Just the other day, you and your sister and your aunt and your mom was the four people at this nigga's concert when he was at fucking wherever the fuck he be. Little Caesar. Y'all was just enjoying his shit. And now that this show is aired and you're starting to find out details, I get that you're so fucking upset that you're like, dog, I'm never listening to his shit again. But don't judge a person who says, well, I haven't had that moment yet when just two years ago you were still a fan. You know what's really unfortunate in this situation? Yeah. And I know they local mm-hmm. and they could hear this and and I, from my understanding, every time you say something about it, one of the uncles and mm-hmm. they real out here. Mm-hmm. So you are absolutely right that the that 94 shit with the birth, yeah. with the marriage da da da, but her family denied that shit ever happened. Yeah. And that, I don't, you know, you know what I'm saying? On her family, bro. It's yeah, like, yeah. but that that's yeah. a, that matters, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. when in '94, when there ain't no internet, mm-hmm. and you can't just get online and, and, and pull that marriage and pull some shit yeah. up, and like, where are you gonna read about some shit that's going on? And like, um, do you subscribe to Vibe or yeah. the sort? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, double yeah. XL and all that. Yeah. yeah, fuck what you got in the paper because the paper is just a piece of paper Facts. that's typed out. Like, I don't know where this shit come from. Yeah. Um. Her parents, her, all, they saying this shit didn't happen. Yeah. So it's like, you like this nigga music, and they saying this shit never happened. He saying it ain't never happened. Mm-hmm. She saying it ain't never happened. The family saying it ain't never happened. You, who just like the fucking music, like, well, yeah. well maybe this shit didn't fucking happen then. Uh, maybe it's just a, maybe it was just rumors. Yeah. Maybe it's just such and such. I can give you a halfway. I can give you a pass I'll, on that shit. I'll give you that. All the way up until 2001. Yeah. We in saw this nigga. In 2001, when the fucking tape dropped, hey. and I saw you, and what I didn't realize, because there was a bunch of people on the tape. Yeah. I thought the young girl, the the 14-year-old was, was the was, same girl. No. I oh. thought that was the only young girl. Got you. Because the other girls did look- Yeah. A little older. More and, older than 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But after watching it, them girls was like 17. Mm-hmm. At the time, yeah. eight, sixteen, seventeen at the time, yeah. which made me think like, oh shit, no, this nigga's been fucking, and so all right, like I, I'm like, oh shit, like he clearly likes older women too, yeah, yeah. because I thought them it wasn't, no, they all no. was young, no, that was fucking, and that's the thing, so that's the bag he playing in right now, where okay, yeah, I'm still fucking young chicks, but famous R. Kelly question, when you say teenage, how old are you talking? Because if they're of legal consent, I ain't doing shit wrong. Yeah, I, what you mean, 19? Oh, yeah, 19 is cool. He don't give a fuck. So that was he was kind of playing in that bag. Everybody on that tape, oh, if they were 16, 17, they might have been of legal. And even if they were 16, it was still underage because Chicago or Illinois legal consent is 17. But um, nevertheless, the nigga been playing with fire. He so been fucking trolling. Because the Aaliyah shit was only in the, out of this six hours, only talked yeah. about for fifteen for minutes. A be- yep, yep, fifteen really brief. minutes. Really you know brief. what I'm saying? So the whole Aaliyah shit, right? Yep. Because he was introduced to Aaliyah when she was twelve years old by her uncle. Yep. Who was his manager? Yep. Um, now, um, Mancho sent us something that he yep. posted uh, March seventh of 2018. You got it up? Yeah. All right. He said, okay, follow me on this. R. Kelly in public announcement released She's Got That Vibe in November 1991. Yep. Remember the year, 1991. Near the end of the song, 
Robert started to identify a woman by name who he deemed to have that vibe. vibe. Mm -hmm. He went on to say, Gail's got it, Stephanie's got it, and so on and so forth. What stands out to me is when he said, little cute Aaliyah's got it. It's at the three minute and 34 second mark to be exact. Mm -hmm. Aaliyah was born January 16th, 1979, was only 12 years old at that time. Mm -hmm. Now, some may argue it could have been a different Aaliyah, to those folks, I would turn and ask the question, why was the only woman mentioned on the track with the adjective little, little cute? cute? Homie, make <laughs> dog. <laughs> Homie been a predator for a long time. I waited till the whole Black History Month was over because this was in March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, any, anyway, but yeah. think about that. So, it's so the moment that you though. meet a twelve year old, yeah. you sing about on a song, little she got a vibe, little cute Aaliyah got that vibe. She got a fucking vibe. That's disgusting, bro. That's fucking disgusting. And then so you know he had backup uh, singers and shit like that. What was the girl name? Shavante, uh, Vante. Uh, yeah. Uh, so all right, how you feel about her? Um, I'm disgusted. Yeah, I'm so, ang I'm angry. Yeah, I'm I'm ang I'm conflicted and I'm angered. Uh, so conflicted is a perfect word for how I feel about her. She was one of his backup singers. Um, she probably did the most. Her and that one girl from the tape probably spoke the most on the six hours. Um, she talked about how they were on the tour bus and everybody. On, if you've ever been on a tour bus, each bed they're like bump bed style, but they all have curtains. And then in this particular tour bus, R. Kelly had his own room. So it was not just a bunk bed style setup. It was his own room. And she said they were all playing games and pranks and shit on the tour bus. And they pushed open his door. Even before this. Yeah. Before that. They like Aaliyah. Yeah. Everybody she likes was, Aaliyah. She was kind of square. She's a kid. Yep. Didn't have a style yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They said they got her talking with the little hip hop yeah. style. Got they her dressing some style on her. Yeah. Used to sneak her out and like have fun. They was like yeah. a little sisterhood and shit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And they were older than her. Yeah. So it was like, man, we all love Lil Aaliyah, blah, blah, blah. They gave her her style, her the whole nine yards. Yeah. Now, y'all got this little sisterhood. Yeah. And not to your point. So they're on the tour bus. They're playing games. Everybody's joking, laughing, having fun. And they go to R. Kelly's room on the bus and they push the door open. And when they push the door open, uh, this young lady said that they saw him in there having sex with Aaliyah. When she's 15. 15 years time. old. Now, Aaliyah's mother, and I'm going to read the statement off. <clears throat> Aaliyah's mother said... The woman and so-called backup singer in the forthcoming Surviving R. Kelly documentary that describes seeing, meeting, or ever breathing the same air as my daughter Aaliyah is lying and is a liar. My husband and I were always on tour with her and at interviews and every place she went throughout her entire career. Whoever this woman is, I have never seen her before anywhere on planet Earth until now. These lies and fabrication cannot be tolerated and allowed to be spewed from the forked tongues of saboteurs of Aaliyah, <clears throat> excuse me, of Aaliyah's legacy. My daughter only wanted to realize her dream of sharing her talent with the world and giving her all when performing on stage and in front of the camera for the fans she adored so much. She realized that dream thanks to those true fans who still love and support her legacy unconditionally to this day. Shame on all involved in this project. Shame on you. Fuck out of here. Fuck. Fuck the you fuck talking about out of here. How the fuck, fuck you been with her the, the whole time? Out of here. How many pictures? Where the of fuck was you at when she got married, bro? Fam, like how many pictures did we see with old girl and her together hanging yeah. out? Like, yeah. so if you was so you never time, seen her. Fuck out of here. Dog. You the problem. Dog. You the I reason. Am, 
So like, you the reason that all this extra shit then kept continuing to happen because bro, you denied that shit was fucking bro, happening. Bro. You denied that shit bro. was happening. Shame on her. Went, the nigga could have went to jail then. Shame. So, all right, you know what? Yeah, shame on everybody who pushed that door open and saw that nigga in there having sex with Leah and didn't call the police right there. Facts. Shame on her. But shame on this fucking mama. Shame on Leah's parents. Shame on her fucking uncle who was the manager and all that. Shame on every fucking body, dog. Y'all niggas was adults letting this little girl get raped. The fuck is wrong with y'all, man? Like, I hate that dog. When I read her mom's statement, bro, I got furious. Nigga. They denied the fucking, they denied the marriage shit. Yeah. Look at this official record. Bro, it's in there. It got annulled. How the fuck no marriage happened when an annulment happened? Like, you keep fucking lying and protecting a nigga because yeah. like, the alleged thing is that they got paid off. Oh, well, you know how they much, got paid. How much fucking money then? The nigga wasn't even that, he wasn't his biggest, like, no. back then. Nigga, he gave Aaliyah $100 to keep it hush. A hundred fucking bucks. Side note. Was good. If you watch the tape with the young girl, mm-hmm. the very first thing on the tape is him saying, now before I forget, yeah. and handing her Here some fucking your money. money. Here go your fucking money. He paid off whoever the fuck he needed to. In the tape, before he peed on her, before yeah. he did all the shit, he said, now before I forget, here. Here. And he took the fucking and money. And he gives her some fucking money. Fucking crazy. Oh. So let's just, let's just be real, because why is R. Kelly not in jail? Because... Oh, a lot of money has been passed. First that of all, and a lot of pride, because oh, you, yeah. you don't want to be you don't want to be looked at as a poor parent or a poor yeah. mother. So you're gonna deny that shit. You know for a fact you're complicit in this because you took money to shut the fuck up. Even if you weren't complicit in it, and you just was poor at being a, a parent and yeah. protecting your child, you don't want people to know that. So you're gonna yeah. get up here and lie. Twenty years later, thirty years later, I was there everywhere. I was there. No, the fuck you was. Don't tell me that this girl who's sitting or here, you was there. Yeah. Cause that's even worse. Yeah. If you follow her and was on tour and went and she wasn't never by you. Oh, like I'll that, tell you exactly who was. Worse. Whether her mom and dad was there or not, I'll tell you who was there. Her fucking uncle. Her uncle was there. He know what the fuck going on. Half the people in the parts one and two of this little docuseries, I, fuck them. Fuck them. And I mean that sincerely. Fuck half of y'all. So this is what I want to understand. So old girl in the red, Javante, yeah. Vante, yep. whatever. We call it her Tay because yeah. I don't remember her fucking name. Who hair switched up, by the way, and yeah. I didn't like. Tay in the red. Yeah. After you saw a 27, 28-year-old man yep. having sex with a 15-year-old yep. that you think is your little sister and y'all been protecting her and everything like that, what did you do? Nothing. Did you continue to sing yep. for a man who had sex with a 15-year-old girl? Yep. And you watched it. You saw it. You witnessed this. Because we talked about everybody else except you. Mm-hmm. How, how long was you? Because you was with her the, the longest. Yeah. Do you have a story? Yeah. Is it something that you wanted to? Like, I know yeah. that sounds kind of harsh. No, no. No, but talk. Is there, let's is let's there, get into it. Is there something that happened with you? Yeah. Because if something happened with you, why wouldn't you warn... The noop, like what the fuck? I want to know why she did not call the fucking po- dog. Everybody on that bus. Why didn't you that. tell? Soon as I go in and see a grown man having sex with a child, I'm running off the bus. Bro, hey, what's th- going on? This hey, bus everybody. gotta fucking stop, nigga. This bus gotta stop, nigga. I'm running in it. First of all, me just knowing me and my whole fucking experience with abuse in general. I'm running in there and I'm beating that nigga ass. That's probably my first response. I don't have shit for no nigga that's in there fucking a 15 year old. I don't give a fuck. Who she is, what they relationship is. They running around on BET and matching fucking outfits and shit. Like, come on, I dog. watched that whole interview the other oh, day. Oh, I too. remember that shit. I, I remember that thing, shit. And that shit was real uncomfortable. Bro, this nigga has been trolling us for 30 fucking years. And we sat back and watched it. And. Come on, dog. 
And he would sit across the street in McDonald's from the high school mm-hmm. and pick up girls and the oh. police officers and the, and the coaches and everybody thought that shit was hey. odd. Oh. Every friend I know that's from Chicago that's like within our age range has always said, fam, if you lived in Chicago back then, you knew for a fact how R. Kelly was. This shit ain't been well before Aaliyah, well before them tapes. You been heard all this shit because you knew because he was at your high school. Oh, and his manager? Yo, yo, put that nigga under the jail right now. Dog with the white shirt and the ball head, that dark skinned nigga that was out here recruiting fucking little girls at the mall that was talking about, oh, I'm walking behind him and Aaliyah. And they, he's smirking, talking about they getting ice said, cream. So look. So, and they look cute together. And he, and he said, he asked her, like, you ain't messing around with her, are you? And he said, no. And that was all he needed. Why? Forget what you forget what and, forget what you see. And I and I want us to, to to really think about this because the people you known, like you know, you you think you know your yeah. friends, yeah. but you don't really know these motherfuckers. Because yeah. when they go home in the secret of their own home, they be on some other shit, right? Yeah. But you think you know this person. So if your gut tells you something is going on with one of your mans mm-hmm. you can't prove it just just feel a little awkward and you ask him yeah just because he say oh no everything good dog go with your gut dog because it's a reason your gut told you that facts it's a fucking reason nature lets you know when shit ain't right intuition ain't just a word nigga like yo there's a fucking reason you feel the way you feel enough to even ask your man a question didn't like he that. talk about and let's get real. Now, you ain't marry Aaliyah because you was in love. No. You got a call that she might be pregnant. Yeah. Well, that she was pregnant. Yeah. So let's talk about that, too. Yeah. Yeah. And your fucking manager forging. Because in 94, no. you just can't go get an abortion. Like, yeah, no. A start, like, nigga, no. uh, now they, you, niggas yeah. getting abortions two for 50. You got an abortion in your car. You know what I'm saying? But, like, it was a stigma around that shit. Mm-hmm. So a little, a 16-year-old star. Yep. Or a family who want this little girl to be a star. Oh, I can't have this taint her image. No. She because pop up pregnant right the now? The thing worth dying for. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I mean, everybody wants this fortune and fame. fame. Dog. Everybody wants this fortune and fame. Dog. So much in fact that you are willing to... And I don't think... I don't... Because I don't know some of these people or none yeah. of these people. yeah. I think it's enough for you just to give motherfuckers the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Well, this the record industry. They do things differently. No. I don't know. I mean, you know, no. they do yeah, things. Yeah, no, they, yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. do things differently. Yeah. And maybe yeah. it is okay for such and such. What Bro. I really thought was interesting. Uh. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll so we'll move forward a little bit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that whole shit. So when niggas thought like, you know what, this was like a one off. Yeah. It wasn't that he liked young girls. It was that we, Aaliyah was old for her age. Yeah. She was mature. You know what I want? I want people to stop saying. Hmm. I want us to stop saying. Yeah. Is that women mature older than, faster than boys. No. Because you give people a false sense of reality that at a younger age, you can deal with more stuff. No, you can't. No, you're still a fucking child. Your brain ain't compatible. It's not developed. Till you're 25. Facts. Now, if you niggas out here 30 years old still picking the wrong nigga, what a 14-year-old going to pick? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So That's stop with that. Well, women mature much faster. Fuck all that shit. Yeah. Your physical body may mature faster. Yeah. That don't mean up here. Nah, mentally you're not ready for the shit you get involved in. And don't let a nigga manipulate you into believing otherwise. All right, so let's talk about this real quick, man. Because I, I like to... 
I like to review the shit that we reviewing, but also want to fucking have discussions about the shit we experiencing in our own fucking lives. So I've been seeing a lot of debates and a lot of back and forth and a lot of fucking discourse on the whole, oh, well, what about the women in high school who was getting picked up by the dope boys or the nigga with money or the older niggas that worked at the plant or whatever the fuck, all them old niggas who used to pull up to the high school. And I even had something to say about it myself. But here's the thing, and here's what I didn't want to be confused and why I didn't even really get into the back and forth on Facebook. Fuck them niggas too. And that was my point. Them old ass niggas picking up every girl in high school that I went with, all the little cute 15 year olds, and them niggas was 35 pulling up in a new Escalade and they was taking you and your friend. Fuck them niggas too. Don't just go off on R. Kelly right now. Go off on the niggas in your neighborhood. Go off on your brothers. Go off on your cousins. Go off on all these creepy ass niggas who the fuck we know, who we know personally, who live around the corner. Don't just snap on R. Everybody going to snap on R. That nigga's a fucking world story right now. He's national as fuck right now. But at the end of the day, when R is no longer the discussion, because we know the era we live in, social media, this shit is here today, gone tomorrow. It's going to be a brand new story next week. But when that brand new story come up, them old ass niggas that's fucking with your little sister and your niece and your cousin, and they was fucking with you, them niggas is still out here riding around, right, picking man. up little girls, dog. I got two things about this shit. Fuck them niggas too, man. That was my point. Uh, One is... I'm hype as fuck right now. Let's just... I'm going to give it... I, I say this on Shop Talk. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I use this as an analogy. Because this is... I got two feelings on this shit. Mm -hmm. The first feeling is this. When Trayvon Martin get killed by the police and we, we start screaming Black Lives Matter, when Mike Brown get killed by the police and we start screaming black lives matter i don't want to hear no motherfucker talking about all lives matter mm -hmm. because we're not talking about that shit right now mm -mm. what we talking about is police brutality specifically yep i don't need motherfuckers coming out the woodworth well what about this or yeah. what about this yeah. or well maybe you shouldn't have had your hood on no we yeah. talking about black lives matter yeah. in this particular situation we talking about r kelly being a sexual deviant and a predator for fucking 30 years. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear nobody screaming all lives matter right now. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about this shit mm -hmm. because what I think ends up happening is males are so fucking fragile mm -hmm. that when women are actually expressing their pain mm -hmm. and what they actually going through, you take it as a personal attack and now on I got to now yeah. I got to fight back. It's an indictment on you. It's an indictment yeah. on you. Now I got to fight back. Well, what about this? Yeah. Because when we talking about Black Lives Matter and about mm -hmm. police brutality, white folks yep. feel a need to speak up because maybe that's not how they are. Yeah. But now I got to fight back. Yeah. This is not the time for you to speak right now. Mm -mm. This is the time for you to fucking listen yeah. to the people who've been explaining what they've been going through. Mm -hmm. We didn't heard the term jailbait how many times? Oh, my God. When a, girl, a young uh -huh. girl walk, oh, that's jailbait. Jail Think about that, though, yep. in real life. We comfortable with it. Like, so when somebody is trying to explain what I've been going through mm -hmm. and all this shit that we got, these little minefields that we got to walk to just to go to the fucking store because mm -hmm. it's some older niggas around here. Yep. This the time for you to not scream all lives matter, mm -mm. not to talk about high school girls getting picked up. This the mm -hmm. time for you to talk about fucking R. Kelly mm -hmm. and all the evil shit he been doing. Mm -hmm. My second point is there is a difference to me. When a 19, 20 year old pull up in his cutty, when he don't go to that school no more and he mm -hmm. picking up a knife in a 10th grader because from 15 
to 19 or from 15 to 18, whatever the fucking mm-hmm. age. Like, you niggas might have fucked around and been in the same school at the same time. Yeah. I'm not saying that you should be, a 19-year-old should yeah. be dating a 16-year-old, whatever, but the shit ain't out of the question. Like, yeah. wow, wow, wow. It's It get a little fucking murky, it right? It happens, yeah. But there is a, a, a giant fucking difference between a, a 32-year-old man having mm-hmm. sex with a 14-year-old That's a f- or something like that. Yeah. Like, this not the time for you to be trying to throw shit to come back. No, mm-hmm. nigga, don't come back. Yeah. This is the time for you to shut the fuck up and let, and let women talk. Let them women rock. Like, let them women rock. Why are you screaming all lives matter at a black rap and a black lives matter protest? That's what mm-hmm. you look like. Mm-hmm. And when you was angry when people were doing that, that's what you, that's what they were doing. This is what you were doing. Mm-hmm. But you don't realize that. You think you 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 so fragile sometimes. Oh, I gotta I gotta fight back. Mm-hmm. They making us look bad. This no, ain't no, no. about you. And and to that point right there that Jay just said. Women, black women, first of all, let me apologize to all y'all on behalf of black men because y'all not making us look bad. We making us look bad, bro. We making us look bad. We look fucking stupid. R. Kelly looks terrible. All these niggas look terrible. Everybody fighting y'all right now. Talk- dog, I seen so many niggas talking about, oh, R. Kelly, they ain't got no proof on that nigga. That nigga invincible, dog. That nigga ain't going nowhere, nigga. Prove it. I seen that. I, I seen niggas. Tape. Dog, where the fuck... Yo, people on the t- and Yo. then and, and then the the, the, the more, even more sick than that. You having menage twas with children. Yeah, you making the other children have like old yeah. girl was like, oh my god, I I didn't know the girl was fourteen. I thought she was older. I thought she was sixteen. She made a comment like, when I turn sixteen, I'm gonna get a car. She like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, wait, what? You not and at the time? She was only seventeen at the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you making these women have sex with each other. The no, part that girls. Yeah. The part that tripped me out about her specifically was when she said, I thought we were inviting her into our sex life. Come to find out they had been doing this. Yeah. He was inviting me into they shit. She 14. I'm 17. And they turning me out. And I ain't had no clue. Because me and him been, when you had the time to do all this, me and him been fucking. That's why the fuck y'all in the bedrooms can't look at nobody. You can't look nowhere. Speaking of the fucking bedrooms, dog, I I told you, I got a problem with a lot of niggas involved in this shit. So that one producer, that light-skinned nigga that kept speaking. With the the little little pony waves and shit. Yeah, man. Yo, dog. All right. You had moments where I genuinely believe you were disturbed by this shit. But check this out. You've known this shit and you've been seeing this shit since the early fucking 90s. Nigga, you walked through his studios. And, and see th- all these and little you kids. And you said you opened several doors and saw I a little girl like in every one, bro. I do not believe yeah. for one fucking moment that you got a group of your homeboys to go fetch the girls who don't also have sex with them. Oh, hell no. So it's not just R. Kelly out here having sex with young girls. All your friends and your producers and shit like that. I thoroughly believe we just saw testimony from niggas who was fucking them same little girls R. Kelly was fucking. 100%. And we just talked to them niggas. We just listened to them tell us what he was doing as a way to avoid and go around what the fuck they was doing. You wasn't just going to the mall scooping up a group of 14-year-olds and then you went back home. You went in there too. You knew what the fuck was going on. You ain't just walk through that nigga's house and see a girl in every fucking room you open the door to and didn't do nothing. Because if you didn't tell And these girls look young. I mean, I didn't actually see no idea nothing. Yeah, yeah, I know why you didn't. Because you was fucking one of them. Nasty ass nigga, man. These niggas is fucking disgusting, dog. (sighs) Let me calm it down. Let me calm it down. Um, Was really got thought. So one of the other young ladies who, who talked the most... Who noticed the girl and she was like so uh, oftentimes mm-hmm. because i thought all right you got the r kelly shit i mean you got the Aaliyah shit 
you got that fourteen year old girl shit, right? Yeah. Them is two occasions. No, it, it could be hundreds. Yeah. It's likely hundreds, right? Yeah. And I did not know the extent yeah. of how all that shit went. But old girl was like, and so in this we we negatively assume, well, all of these parents served up their children for them. Yeah. Because they wanted to yeah. be blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't think that's the case in all of this shit. No, I don't. I and don't. the reason I don't think that's the case is because one of the girls who was having the sex with the little threesome, yeah. she said specifically when one of the parents was around, he acted differently mm-hmm. as to get, let them know he acted overprotective of yeah. them. Like, well, we're going to make sure this and this. Like, this nigga is such a predator that even the, the children understand yeah. when you front line and fronting for the parents. Yeah. Because the parents have to feel secure to, to leave their you, child yeah. with you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I go through great lengths to make everything appear good. Yep. I, um, other than the Aaliyah shit that the, her own family has denied. Yeah. There isn't no LA, there there is no bad news about you yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The tape ain't dropped yet. All I know is you are a star. Yep. You do help other people. Yep. All right. Maybe this and oh yeah, I'll give you permission to have my daughter on the road because now I have a record example, a record exec who's going to be there and they're going to be tutoring. You thinking yeah. all this shit is above board yeah. because he has given you the impression that things are above board. And cause hindsight being 2020, we know all the fuck shit that was happening. Yeah. But like when you are a, a parent from rural America or any city USA yeah. and this you don't know how the record industry is. No. Nah. You see big lights nah. and fl- you don't know how that shit work. And you was so, all right, fine. We're gonna sign these contracts yeah, and everything like that. You think everything okay. I don't necessarily think that people were selling their children knowing what was happening to them yeah. at that point. At that point. At that point. Oh, there's some point. shit to still be discussed but about. When we get to uh yeah. parts five, five and, six, and six, oh, we got Oh, big nigga, I got bars problems. for every fucking body. But young girl was even saying, like, when one of the parents was around, when the 14-year-old yeah. girl, her yeah. parents was around, he acted differently. Yeah. He acted protective. He acted, yeah. I want to make sure everything is right here. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Like, so you know exactly what you're doing, sir. You are specifically giving them a false sense of security so mm-hmm. that you can ravish their children. Um. All right, so I was conflicted on my feelings, how we were talking about being conflicted on uh, Shivante or whatever. Yeah. Um, I was also conflicted on two other people. So there were certain people in this whole docuseries where I was conflicted on how I felt about them, and then certain people where, no, it's an indictment on them. I hate them. Fuck them niggas. Put them under the jail. His manager put them under the jail. That producer nigga, sorry, nigga, put you under the jail. Sparkle, I was conflicted, and his wife, Andrea Kelly, I was conflicted. Here's why. I'll start with Sparkle. You were a protege of his. We'll just say that. He was a mentor to you. He brought you into this game. He, uh, You were on, or he was on your first single. He wrote your first single. Wrote, directed your video, did all. He introduced you into this world. He brought you in under the promises of making you a star. And you had a hit fucking single. Um, So I get it. You're from Chicago. I get it. And I don't think... Uh that she was his type. No, no, no. She was too fucking old. She not old. <laughs> she was too strong minded. Yeah. I don't yeah. think you tried to run that game. Yeah, on yeah. No. So at this particular point, I don't know if she knew about the young girls. I, I don't I know. I do that. know that she knew how he treated his, his wife. wife. And, and that weird shit. That was my. Don't sit up here and look me in the eye and tell me that you sat in the studio and heard his wife knock and ask for permission to come downstairs and get something to eat. And you thought it was okay to bring your 12-year-old niece around this nigga. 
Don't tell me that, bro. That's not okay. And I get, yo, if you feel safe and you feel comf- comfortable or whatever, but when you see that, you yeah. may, you could be a piece of shit husband. I don't think you're going to rape my niece. Yeah, but at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and I get it, and that's where my that's conflict jump, like, comes. What, so I'm like, cool. Not cool, but like yeah. from her mind state, I'm thinking like, okay, you got introduced to R. Kelly. Yeah. Ain't no weird shit happened with you. You ain't see no weird shit. My little, my little niece is in a rapping group. Did yeah. you, you, you know what group she was in? No. Because it's out there. It's like um, she was in a group. She was like, you know, she's I saw them playing a video on there or whatever. It was, yeah, it but it they was had four people. And what's so crazy is, you know, this is the uh, the group. Um, so it was a bunch oh, wow. of them rapping and shit. So like he helping you with your career. Yeah. Like, well, my little cousin, she a rapper. And little you know what I'm saying? Like she got a little... Little niggas look like Subway. Right. She got a group, whatever. Let me int- maybe you can help her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that shit was like No, I think she was genuine in her belief yeah. that he could help her niece get on. I do think that. I just think it was dangerous. And I th- and again, granted, hindsight is 2020. We don't know the circumstances, but I feel like you knew enough. And I feel like that Aaliyah shit, again, I don't know when him and Sparkle met and when he introduced Denise. I don't know when that happened exactly, but I feel like that Aaliyah shit. The Aaliyah shit was prevalent here in Detroit. Fact. So I know they was talking about it in Chicago. I know that. I know that for a fact. So I feel like it was enough. If you oh, heard she the, from Chicago? Yeah. Well, you heard the rumors. So you heard the rumors, and then you saw his wife begging to come get food. She needs permission to come out of the room and get food while you sitting in the studio recording with this nigga. I feel like if you add those two things up, the rumors and then what you saw with his wife, that's enough to maybe say. It was some instances when she was on the um when she was talking, I felt that she was she was showing emotion because she felt that she had to in this particular situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, she, and I, I, again. Everything didn't come off. Genuine. Uh, it was kind of like, and you know, I ain't like that. Yeah. Hmm. No. She, so again, to my conflict, do I feel like, yes, you brought your niece around with good intentions. You did not, I, I 100% don't believe you put your niece in a situation where you thought she might be harmed. But. I also feel like some of your fucking emotions during this felt disingenuine. And I feel like... I feel that she feels guilty about it. Yeah. And, like, I, I think while she was on there, she was trying to hide the fact that she felt... Like, because if you feel guilty about the shit, even if you know it's not your fault, yeah. I mean, that yeah. you're not responsible for yeah. it, when they ask you about it, you're going to kind of feel like you lying and yeah. that you did it. Yeah. And that's what I kind of felt. Like, she felt that it's your fault... And she ultimately said that I wish I would have never introduced him. How can mm-hmm. you do this, you monster? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But like, I felt that you think this your fault, and that shit was them insecurities was they were starting through, to come out through that whole conversation. Yeah. And and again, that's why I prefaced our whole fucking pod with, I'm not taking the blame off of R in any way, shape, or form. Not at all. But I'm making sure that it's known there were other people who were doing shit, adults. Who are doing shit that they probably should have had the wherewithal not to do. And your gut is right. Yeah. yeah. Whenever you feel some shit is off, yeah. don't stop and then keep going. No, yeah. investigate. No, it's a reason you stopped. So when you stop, I literally believe when God stops you and you actually stop moving forward, stand in that space and figure out why you stopped. Facts. Stand there. Figure it out. What's wrong? Side note, uh, I believe that with deja vu. Yes. 100%. Like, whenever I have, the, I, 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 when I have deja vu, like, mm-hmm. damn, this shit feel like I happened already. I've been I here stop, before. 
and I reckon and I and I think about what kind of decisions that I got have going on in my life. Cause you know how you always like pray, oh damn my God, I wish I had a chance to do this over or whatever. Yeah. What if he give you an opportunity to do things over? Yeah. And when that deja vu moment happens, so yeah. whenever that happens to me, whether this is true or not true, whenever I get the deja vu, I stop and I think, all right, what decisions do I got to make? Yeah. Anything I do within the next, that day for sure, mm-hmm. the next couple of days, like I pay close attention to and I yeah. make sure I, I make the right decision. Same thing with my gut, yeah. as you were saying. If yeah. it makes you stop, all right, man, something ain't feel right. Let's let's make this the right yeah. decision. Stand right there. No, I feel like that stop is a fork in the road. Don't keep going. Don't move back. Stand right there and figure out what you're supposed to do next. Yeah. This is on you, right? And this is God giving you your moment to say, yo, all right, some ain't right right here. Mm. Some ain't right right here. Let me get this together. So that's how I felt about Sparkle. Again, I don't believe she put her niece in that situation intently. And I'm glad um, she the only nigga in her family that stood the fuck it, up. It, facts. And gave her career up for facts. the shit. Facts. Because she had a she was great voice, yo, budding career. Yep. Offered hit like, single. Like, look, nigga, they offered her money, like nigga, just get on TV, yeah. say everything good. Nope, I'm not taking. I'm not selling myself not to the devil. And so you I know what? Her, to her fucking uh sister and her husband, the, the and her niece's brother. parents, and everybody who said on that stand in two thousand eight, that is not my niece, that is not my daughter. So for all of us asking, why ain't he in jail? Yeah. Why ain't he in this jail? This is why. Because the girl said it wasn't her. The girl's mama said it wasn't her. Her her brother, her her, her uncle, her the girl's uncle. uncle. Her whole entire family said this not her on the tape. Except Sparkle. She the only one who said that's my niece. So we talk, why ain't he in jail? Why ain't he in jail? Because they family and the girl yeah. said, now, what I don't know if y'all noticed last night, mm-hmm. which is the, the a, a big ass secret, yeah. is the 33-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Who was in Dallas, the radio, radio DJ station, from Dallas, or whatever? Yeah. Who was kicking it with her? Said one of her homegirls asked her, "Did you see the tape?" And she said, "I was offended." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "Nigga, you 33, fam. You yeah. t- she a year older than me at the time, or some shit. Facts. A year or two. Like, nigga, you you should have seen the tape by now. But anyway, she said she watched it, and soon as she watched it, she started crying mm. because the girl on the tape. R. Kelly introduced her to two weeks prior. Mm. So let's think about this. In 2011, yep. R. Kelly introduced her to the girl on the tape from, from 2001. Tape. Mm-hmm. AKA, the relationship with the 14 year old girl on the tape never ended. Never stopped. So, also, the, the last girl, like the 19 year old or whatever, yeah. he was like, I've had people in my house for 15 years. Years, yeah. some for five years. We do the math. That's her, yeah. the fourteen-year-old, mm-hmm. or her family denied, and her uncle of the fourteen-year-old still been playing music on R. Kelly's album. Yeah, been playing the fucking keyboard. Y'all sold this girl. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking disturbing, bro. It's fucking disturbing. Bro. You seen a tape with your niece getting peed on, getting peed on, and you still doing music for the nigga? Yeah. He's still alive? Dog. The nigga's still breathing. Yeah. Because ain't no fucking way the nigga's still alive. Dog. Dog. That's, again, back to my whole point about seeing, had I seen that nigga fucking Aaliyah, that's an ass beating right there. Fam. He not walking off that bus. That young girl, even her best friend from high school, from from elementary school in the basketball game. The white girl. This is her. Fam. Her coach. 
who's a fucking what was he a parole officer? Or yeah, he was, <laughs> bro. Everybody has identified her as her. So this is this is what I don't fucking get. Yeah. Well, I do, but I'm gonna act like I don't. Yeah. If I get on tape, I'm on tape robbing a fucking bank. Yep. All I got to do to get off is get my mama and a couple cousins to say it ain't me on tape. Plausible deniability, bro. Like, nigga, it's yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fuck what your mama say. Just I got deny. fucking eyes. Deny, deny, deny. So what? you not you. You not you. I'm looking directly at you, but I'm you tell me you not you. Tape. Yeah, I'm watching you. And y'all say, no, nah, that's not me. So I'm like, fuck it then. Next time, I'm going to go commit a crime on tape. I'm going to yeah. get... Uh, I'm, all y'all listeners call hey, and be like, it ain't him. That ain't Jay. And I should be off, right? You should get off. According to R. Kelly, you should get off. Because you got hit with child pornography charges. 14 of them. So that's a child. Yep. It's, she's this under the pornography. Uh, this shit is sick, bro. So we keep at Why is he not in jail? Yeah. Uh, because of her family. Yeah. I won't put it on her because she's still mm -mm. the victim. She was a victim. She's still brainwashed. No. So I'm not I'm not gonna put it on her, but her family, her mom, her dad, yeah. her uncle, y'all kept saying it ain't her. That's why that nigga free. Every one of what? these victims was a victim. We will the never last, put it on them. From 2001, well, no, that trial was what, 22, 2007, 2008? It was 2008. At I was least in the last 10 years, yeah. he would have been gone. That trial was 2008, bro. At least the last, and that's fucking horrible that it took yeah. seven years for him to get to trial. Seven fucking years to get to trial. You got arrested in 01. You got fucking charged in 01. It took seven years. You was able to keep. And not only that. Left. Three albums came out in between 01 and. Left custody and went to a church. Yep. Yep. With children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. He put out an album like three or four months before the trial. Like, bro, this nigga's a different type of fucking maniac. So, all right, let's keep moving forward. Let's keep moving forward. Um, We got his wife, Andrea Kelly. Again, someone else who I'm conflicted on. Is she a victim? Absolutely. She was being abused. Hey, she told me she was being locked up and being fucking all the... Hey, you're a victim. Heard you. But it's some shit. <sighs> you about to... You about to... Yeah. yeah. All right. So we... Um, Again, I don't, I'm not an insensitive nigga at all. And when it comes to domestic abuse, anybody who knows me or knows my family knows that I don't play that shit. I got, A, I got a long history of standing up for women. Listen to Andrea Kelly. Come through, come through, come through, Facebook Live. Yes, that is my baby daddy playing in the background. What y'all about? Mm. Turn right to I-285 South. Questions you have passed my test. Happy people, yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn it, yes, them who people. Happy people, come on, baby daddy, other baby daddy. I'm not listening to more no. music, bro. So, again, understand my conflict. I'm not just conflicted uh, because i And I'm, it's another minute of this yeah, video. Yeah, it's a whole other minute of her singing that song, happily proclaiming her other baby daddy. Her baby daddy. Um, My baby. Come on, now. What are we talking about, Andrea? And, again, I do believe you were victimized. I do believe that that nigga may have abused you uh, in some fashion. But shit like this... Is the problem. Because in November, when they recorded this documentary. Yeah. Was this the same energy? Because <laughs> on, this, on this doc, 
you was crying your ass off talking about how much this nigga abused you. You was calling that nigga Robert like you was cursing his name when you said that shit. But right here, he happily your baby daddy as you sing his song in the car on Facebook Live. Yes, that's my baby daddy singing in the background. You claiming the shit out that nigga. And this from a few months ago. This ain't no uh, 10 years. Come on, man. That's wild. Come on, man. So that's the thing, dog. Like, stop normalizing this shit. Stop making these niggas seem like they anything but a fucking predator. This nigga's a fucking creep. And if he was abusing you, don't sing his song in the car happily proclaiming that shit on your Facebook Live. Don't do that. Because right now, when I'm watching you on this video, and then I turn around and I see you crying on this docuseries, my energy is weird now. I don't know how to fucking have this discussion about you. Because I don't know what the fuck you really went through. I don't know how much trauma this shit really caused you. Because in one scene, you over here lit off your baby daddy. Y'all got three kids. Same three kids that that last one you was crying about, you had to induce labor early because you were so stressed out, you almost had a miscarriage. Come on, man. Come on, bro. And now you singing happy people and you hype about your baby? Come on, dog. Like, stop. I can't take this shit more seriously than you. Peep this. Because... It wasn't just black women he was with either. Oh, that's a fact. Uh, that's a narrative as well. Yep. And uh, he made one, um, what, young 17-year-old who was pregnant mm-hmm. get an abortion. Yep. It was a Hispanic woman, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And after the abortion, he wrote her a song. Mm-hmm. To let her know that you are not alone. Yep. Gave that song to Michael Jackson. You are not alone. You raped a little girl. She got her pregnant and got an abortion, and now you want to write her a song about how she's not alone. Michael Jackson, who married Lisa Marie Presley, whose dad married a child, a 13-year-old. Michael Jackson, who, who has had sexual allegations with young with boys. With young boys his entire adult career. It don't make the relationship between R. Kelly and Michael, because we can get into, oh, Michael, they were cl- we no, can no, get into Michael Jackson oh, at a later date. So, hold up, because... Relationships between R. Kelly and other artists is something that we finna get into in a minute because we have to discuss it. Because like we really need to take a deep dive into Mike. Oh, we gotta take a deep dive into Mike. And you know who else? We gotta take a fucking deep dive into. We gotta take a deep dive into Hove. We can we not just finna let Hove slide off this shit, bro. I don't give a fuck if he ended the best of both worlds tour early because they was having problems. Hey fam. Not on some holier than thou shit. No, not at all. Not, on not some- at all. So let's just go looking for people type of shit. I want to know mm-hmm. what would make Jay-Z do an album with R. Kelly. Yep. The reason I want to know that is Dame Dash yep. at the time is your man. Your fucking best friend, your business partner. That's your man's. Yep. He is dating Aaliyah. Yep. Aaliyah was raped by R. Kelly. Yep. You did a, a fucking album with the rapist of your homeboy's girlfriend. Yep. That shit sound wild. Bro, the tangled webs we weave. Now, even, even if you just a piece of shit human and you don't care about allegations and shit like that, <laughs> nigga, that's your man. Dog. Dog. And that's that was 2001-ish. Yeah. And then like three years later, you tried to when R. Kelly got back up, you went to try to go on tour with the nigga. Mm-hmm. 
more than enough to ample time. So after the tape, ample time after. And hold up, but see, this is where it's not just about the tape. Not only is it ample time after the tape, but y'all niggas was old enough to know the shit that we might not have been able to really comprehend when he married Aaliyah in '94. Y'all knew then the nigga was a fucking weirdo, and then y'all continued to develop a relationship with the nigga. Then the tape came out, and then you put the fucking album together. Then you put the tour together. So, and, and this is why, going back to my point earlier about not jumping directly down the throats of niggas who are saying, oh, well, I'm, you know, I, I know he's a creep, but I still listen to his music. I didn't want to let the music thing become the issue, because if we start talking directly about the music, let me tell you some of the people we need to get the fuck out of here. Jay-Z, you need to get the fuck out of here. Michael Jackson, you need to get the fuck out of here. Uh, Whitney Houston, you need to get the fuck out of here. Rest Brian in McKnight. peace. Brian McKnight, you need to get the fuck out of here. But hold on. All these women on the planet been so lit off this Millennium Tour, B2K. Guess who the fuck wrote all the B2K hits? And y'all want to go to the concert and support them? Guess who you supporting? Guess who getting money off them fucking performances? R. Fucking Kelly. So before we turn and this it's convo, fitting the the type of lifestyle that R. Kelly lived yeah. because all these wasn't young girls that was getting touched. Uh uh-uh. uh. Chris Stokes was all in these niggas, literally. So quit telling me about fucking cutting niggas off and blocking niggas and shit because they still listening to music. Because guess what? In some form or fashion, you are too. You listening to the music of the niggas who rolled with this nigga after it was well known. He was a fucking pedophile. So if you ain't turning Hove off and Whitney off and Mike off and you not going to the fucking B2K concert, don't talk to me about niggas who still listening to music. You sound stupid and hypocritical because there's plenty niggas attached to this nigga, dog. Plenty of them. And if we ain't cutting them all off, let's have the better discussion and talk about this nigga being a rapist. Quit talking to me about music. Because musically, we got to cut off half the fucking industry. Rap and R&B. Because they all was complicit. Every one of them niggas supported this nigga after the fact. It's interesting when we talk about separating uh, art from the artists and shit Mm -hmm. like that. We don't do that shit with Donald Trump. Mm Mm-mm. No. We think he a piece of shit person. Yep. But maybe we should we should separate the piece of shit person that he is from the, from the office of president. Mm-hmm. And you gotta respect the office of president. Mm-hmm. Because we gotta separate the shit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because you said we should separate uh R. Kelly from his music mm-hmm. because it's two different things. Well fine. Let's separate the piece of shit that forty five is from yeah. him actually being the president and yeah. let's respect the oh, you're not with that shit. Yeah. Because you don't you don't actually believe that shit. Yeah. You just wanna make it easier. Because when a nigga's a piece of shit, that nigga's a piece of shit in every fucking area of his life, far as I'm concerned. Because the man is the man regardless. I th- I, I tossed my TP 2000 CD out the window when yeah. I saw the tape. And that's my thing, yo. Don't t- Dog, y'all niggas was just... I ain't been... I've I, I been off the R. Kelly bandwagon yeah. since the tape. And I'm it, my thing is... I was giving niggas the tape on the CD. I wanted yeah. everybody to see the shit. Yeah. I used to sell the tape. I was selling that tape before I knew anybody on there was underage. I just thought it was an R. Kelly sex tape. That was when I first got on my computer. I was in school, built my first computer. Yeah. I was burning them bitches on the CD rhymes. So you got a computer? Here. Yep. Nigga, this nigga got to go. Here you go. I bought a fucking For a $5 DVD. fee. Dog, I bought a DVD <laughs> player from a crackhead on the East, nigga. I don't, this was, nigga, three, four years before DVDs was even like in homes, nigga. But guess what was in the DVD player? The fucking R. Kelly tape. When I bought it from the nigga, because he stole it and somebody had been watching the tape. Boom, let me burn it. Burn, 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 burn. Side note, R. Kelly started the ass eating phase. On that tape, he was definitely, yeah. he was definitely eating something. That nigga and, ate old girl booty for 100 hours, bro. And I didn't re- I thought that was an adult on the tape. Now I feel bad. Because that, that was, was a, old girl. A fucking 17. That was old girl. At the time, yeah. She might be, of everybody that was on the tape, she was probably the one that I felt like really 
It's fucked up, bad. Like I felt bad for her, man. And I felt that she was telling the truth on all that on, shit. On all fucking accounts. I thought yeah. she told the truth on all Every that shit. Every fucking thing. Because she was like. She was putting herself out there. I had sex yeah. with an underage person. Yeah. I was putting myself I was, out there. I was touching her breasts. I yeah. was. I performed. I knew oral this was that girl because I know her. this girl body. Because I didn't fucking been naked with her. She she incriminated herself. Yep. She put her shit out I there. I believe everything that that woman said. She's the only person who got up there and genuinely said, I am putting me out here to let you know that I also did some shit that I should not have been doing. And I didn't even fucking know. And now I'm disgusted with myself. This nigga R. Kelly picking up chicks while he's on trial. He's a monster, bro. He picking up chicks walking into the court. Come on, dog. You going through the fight. You got your man in them giving her. Hey, here go that nigga card. Call us at six. Think about that. Bro. The nigga you work for is on tri- on trial yeah. for having sex with underage girls. Yep. And you are out here giving his You're passing card, his card to underage girls. Yep. yep. Y'all still recruiting. Who work for this nigga? You're still. The monsters, nigga. No, 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 no. I want their names. Yeah. Put their names. Who work yeah. for this nigga? I Who need every the fucking one of these niggas under the jail, bro. Every one of them. I need all of them in one fucking cell, nigga. Them are everybody. Put them all under the fucking jail, bro. Can we agree that you cannot have consensual sex with a child? Yes. You absolutely can't. How the fuck? Dog. This shit is so fucked up, bro. Like, I'm I'm really, like, disturbed off all this shit. And again, this ain't nothing new. My disturbia comes from the fact that for 30 years, we've sat by watching Why? all of this build. Why? Why have we sat back? Like what? What's so? Like why? Why we can't let him go? Dog, I, I nigga, and it's fucked it's up. It's a certain age of woman. Mm-hmm. And he had a certain demographic. Yeah, and they won't let the nigga go. Mm-mm. But why? Dog, he's still filling arenas, bro. And they could tell oh, he might cancel. Yeah, he might cancel a show or two. Oh, this shit running up. Yeah. It's drying out. They, oh, it's drying out. They, they, they protested the one here and shit. Album sales is down. Oh yeah, I was down there. I was down there. I seen all of that happening right in front of fucking Little Caesars. They was down there. And it was funny. One of my um, one of my clients from work, I talked to her the this day. This nigga music that fucking good? <laughs> nigga. Am I missing something? First of all, the nigga's music recently. Now, granted, I haven't heard anything yeah. after uh, TP2000 that wasn't yep. on the radio. Yeah, facts. I, st- I first stepped in the name of love, and yeah. I, I heard I happy people because yeah. they play that shit on the radio Nigga. or you at a club or some shit. Like other than that, like they still singing. I believe I can fly at every graduation, fam. Nigga was the talking. Fucking about, band is still playing that shit. Nigga everywhere. was talking about Michael Jordan, fam. Yeah, like they explained how my yeah. man. <laughs> Nigga was literally talking the about Michael be Jordan watching the Bulls game. <laughs> Like literally, that song is about Michael Jordan. But then, how I make you feel to know he was watching a Bulls game later with one of them little young girls and smacked ma- in the face for saying she was a Cleveland Cavs fan? How I make you feel that he was? Damn, I want. How I make you feel that he was going to Michael Jordan house hooping with him? Mm-hmm. Oh, we cutting niggas the fuck off, like Jordan. How many niggas is we cutting off, B? Like Jay, you know, you you heard about the Elliot shit, fam? Yeah. Come on, Jordan. You be in Chicago. I heard. I heard you was a Chicago ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? Now, You've been up I there believe for a I minute. can fly was what, 96 ish, 97. Yeah, so, you know, maybe all the extra shit ain't came yeah. out yet, but like. Hey, you know what? While we cut niggas off, fuck it. All you niggas who keep going to bottom space jams, nigga, cut you niggas the fuck <laughs> off too, bro. I got the bitches in the box. I'm, I'm tired of you niggas. I'll be wearing, I'll be wearing mine actually. Like, I ain't worn the bitches shit. yet. Yeah. Nah, mine trash. I still got them ones from fucking uh, 
Or like the second release of them bitches. But you know what? Y'all niggas wearing Space Jams. Y'all some whole ass pedophile ass niggas too, man. Right, so man. let's keep moving forward, man. Well, hold on. I got first I gotta go to the bathroom. So oh shit, on. nigga, pause, <laughs> nigga. And we back, and we back. That was a punch. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit, man. Um, all right, so let's push forward, man. That oh, was shit. that was kind of parts one and two. Let's jump into fucking uh is something in there? Hell yeah. My nigga then. Okay, well, we finna turn the fuck up now. Because my nigga just pulled the fucking Remy out. Parts three and four about to turn <laughs> a little different, nigga. Yeah. Uh, 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 oh. All right. Some As, of this shit you got to have a drink to. Nah, that's uh, a fact, man. Um, You know, all the listeners and, and, you know, the dope audience that we have, pardon us for yelling uh, and all the emotions that y'all been getting on this goddamn Shit, but it's a little emotional, man. We love our black women, and we're protective of them. So we're going to be in this bitch screaming at everybody involved in hurting y'all, man. We love y'all. Um, Facts, man. And I'm pouring up this Remy for y'all. Uh, 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 and now we're going to sip this Remy for y'all. Remy and orange drink. This nigga. <laughs> I got a gallon of orange drink. Jay a nasty nigga. <laughs> Surviving Jay Johnson. <laughs> it's <laughs> This nigga mixing the fucking Remy with the orange drink. I just want y'all to know what just happened. Um, all right, Perry man. Farms. Parts fucking three and four. So this is when we get into the tape and the trial. If y'all seen this nigga face sipping the Remy orange drink. <laughs> 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 Shit. We had, a light, had a little light in the mood a little bit. Hey, we got yeah, to, man. Uh, parts Before we three get and dark four. Again. Yeah, it's finna go right back left. But this time it's going to be joined by some Remy. Um, shout out to the makers of Remy Martin BSOP. I I just poured like the last three drops like a fucking alky. Anyway, um, parts three and four of Surviving R. Kelly's were focused on the tape and the trial. So the infamous sex tape from 01. Um, we've spoken about it several times already. Uh, several women on the tape. Most of them under the legal age of consent. Um, some of them, all of them teenagers. So it doesn't matter whether they was over or under. They were all fucking teenagers. Um, this tape comes out. It becomes, at the time at least, the biggest and most widely distributed bootleg ever. Ever. Only thing that got saw more than that tape was Soul Plane. Yep. Yep. Um... Disturbing ain't the word at the content on that tape. Uh, not to get too detailed or too deep into it, but if you remember it, or maybe if you uh, weren't as privy to having knowledge of what was on that tape, he's having sex with several women, several different, several different clips, and in one of the clips, he is urinating in the mouth of a fourteen-year-old girl. That fourteen-year-old girl was later identified as Sparkles' niece. Also, besides him urinating on her, yeah, he had her stand up and dance and, and urinate yep, on the on, floor. Yep, and he was. And what I found out, he was giving her direction. And I thought yeah. when I watched the tape that she appeared to be scared. Mm. Not like, mm. you know what I'm saying? It yeah. was like, I'm listening intently to what you say because yeah. I am I should be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And listening to the documentary, he always gave instructions yeah. during they when he was doing, doing those yeah. Um, yeah, them, them attacks. Facts. You know facts. what I'm saying? Doing the attacks. He was given instruction, and like that made me think like that's why I felt un- well. First off, you should feel uneasy watching this damn tape, yeah, because of what it is, yeah. But like he seemed scared of her, yeah. And I, so 
let's get into something. All right. Because I've seen women. One of my family members that I block, mm. she don't live here locally, <laughs> but uh, I see her in in, um, in July at the family reunion, and we'll, we'll have a discussion about. You gotta it. chop it. You gotta chop uh, it. Because I'm pretty sure she tried to comment back and realized she couldn't. Block game. Block game. Yeah, that's me. But what happened? And I don't know the answer to this. But what has happened that you got so much anger towards these young girls? Mm. Oh, they was experienced, mm. or they asking for it, or they was fast. Like what happened? Like, why do you feel that way, though? Let like, when you when you understand, like, as an adult, logical, yeah. thinking person, rule follower, living in America, yeah. why are you making excuses for an adult having sex with an underage child? You saying, oh, they wanted it. What if they did? Yeah. Does um, it make it right now? Let me tell you a couple I may I may want you to go shoot the fucking club up. Yeah. Like an actual club, not yeah. the the, the yeah, yeah, <laughs> not yeah, the colloquialism. No. <laughs> like I might want you to go knock a nigga upside a fucking head just because yeah. you ask. It don't it don't mean anything. But like, why is I see like it's no anger. it's anger and it's vitriol and it's it's levels of disgust to now, these young women. Do you? I'm, it's just a question. Okay. So usually, well, in my in my experience. The more promiscuous girls in high school mm-hmm. or in middle school, or the alleged promiscuous. Yeah. I mean, at some point, like, what? What are yeah, you really? What doing? does that mean? Yeah. Oh, you kiss three boys. Yeah, you a hoe because you kiss three anyway. Yeah, yeah. It, it appeared that they were the more popular, mm. and maybe if you were the quiet or more reserved one, the one acting like you should probably like normally act. Yeah. Do you feel like is that like the the girl in school that was all more more always more popular than you? You and you felt that was for the the wrong reason. Like, why is there yeah. so much? Hate why are you mad at at these young girls and, that you don't know and you know that they're young? And that's that's what's fucking me up. So what I never wanted again. Uh, we had Brittany comment in the Facebook group that oh y'all need a girl on the podcast to discuss it. And I told her no, we don't, because Jay and I are mature enough to handle this conversation. But what I also want to make sure y'all continue to understand. At no point are we blaming or putting any anger toward any of these victims. They were victims. These is victims. These were little girls, dog. I don't care if they were 17 when he met them or 19 when he met them or 14 or 12. These was girls, dog. They didn't know. I still feel a level of compassion and concern and sorrow for the people who were older. adults. Yeah. Who got into an abusive relationship. Yeah. Whether it be verbally, yeah. physically, or mentally, because in those, in those, in their own right, yeah. they are victims. You are victims too. So, uh, so like the the radio DJ from Dallas. Yeah, I definitely feel bad for the abuse that she took. It's horrible. You were being smacked around and all that. Like or it's the horrible. 30, the thirty five year old super fan. The super fan. Like y'all. So in real life, a lot of these girls, mm-hmm. a lot of these women. Have mental um, mental health issues. Facts. And it was R. Kelly who sought out the people with those issues yeah. because I can use that as in a, in a way to get in and manipulate them. Yeah. Because that the thirty five year old oh that woman crazy. Yeah. And I know that's dismissive. Yeah, yeah. But like she wasn't normal. Yeah. And you allowed yourself at thirty five years old. Yeah. And what was key is she said she had already been married and she was in an abusive relationship before mm. with somebody who was physically abusive and someone who used to cheat on her. 
So these patterns for her were common. Like, so there is a definitely yeah, something yeah, she already afflicted yeah. from whatever it is. She afflicted from it, and he used that, and he saw that. Yeah, he took advantage of it. Uh, what I don't know exactly what was said or how he convinced this thirty-three-year-old DJ to leave her successful career down in Dallas and move up to Chicago and have this relationship. Is with this him. nigga a vampire? Is he glamouring people? He. <laughs> Because, like, one girl, like, the, the young, young girl, yeah, right? Yep. She like, we was kicking on the phone and blah, blah, blah. And then first time I, I, I met him in New York City or whatever for a show, he banging yeah. on my door in the morning. And, like, I thought our conversation would be different. But then y'all had sex. Yeah. Like, what happened yeah. that, like, a nigga can do all that? He'd be like, all right, I'm going to have sex. And do things that they didn't want to do. Yeah. Because all of them said, I, I didn't want to, but. Yeah. I felt like I had to do it. Key fucking word. But like all y'all conversations have been nice. You yeah. was a kind, blah, blah, blah. What exactly is being said that you felt I just had to do this shit? Yeah. Like, geez, I don't know what that nigga got or what he been saying or what he been he doing. Been or saying and doing some shit. He been some voodoo. That nigga's been, uh, he's been saying and doing a lot. I mean, even with his wife, um, Andrea, she said, yo, what was that, two years after the Aaliyah shit? And she knew about it. And it was just like, I don't know how he's charming these motherfuckers, dog. But it. it's definitely but not. Look for, but like he said, he looks for weak people. He's looking. Not he's, as a knock. I'm he, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and we're not saying weak like in any sort of way. We're literally saying he's looking for a weakness and preying on it. And that's how he's getting, whether they're old, whether they're young. When they're young, obviously, their was, brains aren't developed. They're a little easier to manipulate. He was mentioning, like, when they at the clubs, like, if you got too much going on for you, yeah. they don't want that because you're not going to be easily influenced. I want somebody yeah. who don't have a big family. Yeah. No one's going to worry yeah. about them or whatever. Like, you are literally on some sex trafficking Bro, shit. and that's what I was literally about to say. That nigga's sex trafficking. He is kidnapping women and taking women hostage who state to state. who don't have nobody looking for him. Who oh hey hey if if they do have somebody looking for him the relationship is so volatile and so cracked that all he has to do is say hey you call him what, and tell him you I right. you know what was interesting to me hmm. that no one said in this hmm. no one talked about any kind of drugs at all facts like, I I wondered that ain't nobody do no drugs yeah there was no kind of drugs and alcohol involved at yeah. all ever I wondered that ain't nobody mentioned that at all yeah yeah that thought crossed my mind because again thinking how do you have these women damn they're zombie like in the crib. And in these rooms and that, because it's one thing to have them submissive and telling them what to do. You think do. that's a legal thing? Like we can't, I can't accuse can't. you of giving me drugs or some shit like um, that. It's possible. It's possible. Like, I can't believe that that no drugs were involved. In and this. that they didn't come up in the conversation at all. Yeah. Like he yeah. kept us there with, like y'all peeing in a y'all peeing in a bucket in the corner. Yeah. He got you literally using the bathroom in a bucket in the corner of a room. He won't let you out of without permission. You not drugged. You in there sober? He is he is he fucking y'all up like physically? Yeah, and I mean you. It was again not funny. I don't say the word funny. It was odd to me, or at least I noticed that it wasn't until episodes four and five where women even started talking about like the actual physical abuse. Yeah, and it was outside of the slap. sexual. Yeah, he slapped me in the face. He slapped, and and that's terrible. That's terrible. But I thought we would have heard about that way earlier. Like, because I'm wondering, how are you? Because he progressed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and it, that was the common thing between all of them. Each one of them said he started out here. I mean, his his tactics and, progressed. And, yeah. And, and he switched from young girls, no, illegal girls. Yeah. To to, le- but you know why, though? 
because of that interview with Toure. Yeah. That that literally when he he literally looked us in the camera and told us, "What you mean? I got 19-year-old friends." Cuz I want you to know, I'm still doing everything I've been doing, but now because y'all on my head, I had to switch it up and go get some young girls and some legal women. So you know what's interesting, dog? Yeah. When he when Wendy Williams said she had a conversation about him with him. Mm-hmm. He asked he asked her like all answered all the questions. He was like, yeah. I do you like young girls or underage girls? He's like, I like petite women. Mm. With a certain body frame, real small body frame and yeah. shit. And I worry, always worry about niggas who like the, really, the really, Ariana Grande's of the world. Yeah. That Not, even I know you're of age, yeah. but you look like a child, yeah. I'm like, I always work, and that, that's not yeah. no shot to any of our listeners. Yeah, no, not at all, petite. not at all. You're still beautiful and all, but yeah. I, I, it always it's 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 strange to me. It's an odd attraction. No, no offense, but if you built like a child, like if I, and, and a man is attracted to yeah. a woman who is built like a child, isn't that saying something? It's it's definitely an odd attraction, like a physically, yeah. Hey, which like that's saying something, right? Like you're. Yeah, that that's it's weird. Like it's I, weird. I, me physically should not be attracted to something that looks like a yeah. child. Like that shouldn't be a thing. That shouldn't be my and thing. All your women, yeah, are this like is that. The common fucking thread. That's weird. That's it's weird. weird, bro. It's weird. There's so many fucking weird pieces here. Um, with uh, probably the the part that disturbed me most. Um, as we continue to push forward in this, uh, the girl Dominique, hmm. whose mom. Went to Beverly Hills to look for her and found her in a hotel. Um, and in the, a little backstory on her, he met Dominique through another one of the girls. Um, the Dominique Savage. came from the girl who was out there at the trial, right? Yeah. yeah. So one of the girls who he uh, ended up taking was one of his fans who at 14 was outside his trial every day. And R. Kelly told her yeah. to go find me somebody else. Yeah, he said, bring somebody else. Bring a friend. I mean, this was already, a, you already being abused, and you wouldn't pick one of your friends who yeah. was also R. Kelly stand. Yeah, y'all's fourteen, and you you brought in your fourteen year old friend, and you brought her into this arrangement, and he then takes her, and he brings in this girl Dominique. But what disturbed me probably the most about his situation with her is him making her transform into a boy. He turned her into a boy. He cut her hair. Made her start dressing like a boy. Gave her the, uh, you know, the shit the niggas do with the with the, the gold hair at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's my man name? For the the Odell Beckham. Odell yeah, Beckham. Hit her with the Odell Beckham. Had her dressing like a boy. She wear t-shirts and shorts and flip-flops and shit. Said he would even draw a mustache on her on occasion. Like, fam, this is levels of disturbing that I didn't even think we were going into. That's some sick shit, homeboy. Boy. A hundred years ago. Boy. They had to you to see Sigmund Freud. Boy. <laughs> That was a bar from old facts. Niggas caught it. Real niggas caught it. Um, that shit fucked me up, bro. And to watch that mother go on this excursion to try to find her daughter and then find her. I wonder where all the boys at that he was with. Yeah, because that we we not we not gonna keep glossing over the fact no. that R. R. Kelly, Kelly don't like men too. Yeah, R. Kelly likes anybody with a pulse. If y'all didn't know, yeah. Um. It it fucked me up looking at this mother going to that hotel begging to find her daughter. Begging to find Dominique. One thing about that that struck me is odd. Alright. If you don't get these fucking cameras on my goddamn face. Factual. And like factual. I felt that some of them tears wasn't real. Oh, I one hundred percent, bro. One hundred percent. Some of them were. 
I kind of felt like that whole shit seemed a little stage. It felt weird. It felt weird. And I don't know about the Dominique part, but the mother felt weird. Yeah, that part, little. Uh, that whole shit, like, nigga, we ain't seen nobody but her. The mother felt weird. And, like, the mother felt weird. I'm, I'm that sorry. That whole little scene yeah. could have happened. Yeah, yeah. And y'all recreated the scene. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, what if that happened? And then y'all didn't get no tape, and then y'all went back and recreated. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't seem the mother part felt weird to me uh, for a few few reasons. One, I did notice the alligator tears, and I noticed the real tears. Yeah. It was a difference between them. I noticed the crying with no tears. Yeah. Um, the I, crying, I'm gonna cover my face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna turn away from the camera because I'm not really crying. I noticed all that. I'm trying to save my daughter that I ain't seen in all these years. Yeah. And I'm bringing a camera crew. Yeah. No. No. Now that one at the end when they, the cameras was back and mm-hmm. they just yeah, it just was weird and to I, me. That's so that whole again, confl- I was conflicted throughout this whole thing because my some gut parts, told me something wasn't right. Yeah, and I believe my gut. My gut told me some things weren't right, but then also looking at this girl and then them showing her now looking like a boy and then showing that picture of her where she was a beautiful young teenage girl living her life. If that was fucking me up. So I said, this nigga's a monster. This nigga's sick. But then I'm looking at, then they flash forward and they show the mom and she hit me with the tear that don't exist. And it's like, all right, I don't know what's and happening And then she hit right me with now. the color purple tweet. I mean, the color purple uh, saying at the end of the joint, like, until you do right by all those oh, girls, yeah, yeah. ain't nothing good going to happen to yeah. you. Like, nigga, have, <laughs> did we not? <laughs> it was so interesting. Again, some shit felt, felt odd. Like, she literally um, did the color purple. It was it was difficult to watch that whole part because of how much I wanted to be empathetic to that whole situation, but how much in the back of my mind something was saying, there's some part of me that don't feel right about this. It was fucking weird, bro. And I'm just going to speak for myself. Yeah, yeah. And I can't put myself in nobody else's shoes. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen my child niece cousin friend in x amount of years in x amount of years mm-hmm. and i finally get them and you sitting there right in front of me i'm not being quiet yep. i'm opening that fucking door and you coming home right the fuck now i'm not leaving um y'all being quiet trying to be like who the fuck in here if it if it's r kelly and this bitch oh we scrapping you just said exactly what my thoughts were nigga word for word i'm not leaving ain't no comeback at six Nigga, kick this motherfucker. Nigga, this whole who the, who fucking the fuck hotel. in here? Who the fuck in here right now? Fem, anybody stopping me from coming in this room, hotel manager included, is now complicit in a fucking kidnapping if I'm in that room. If my daughter's in that room and I open the fucking door and she's standing there quietly telling me that I can't come in, then we busting that fucking door down. Ain't nothing like no. Nothing in the world is stopping. And I don't have a kid. I'm wait and I'm this passionate about that. If I'm I'm, I'm not I'm the parent. I'm hoping R. Kelly in that bro, motherfucker. Bro. I'm hoping that bro. nigga in that bitch. Bro. And you know what? You know what else struck me as odd? Her going out there by herself. I get it. You're a single parent and you raise that girl by your damn self. But no, you're not bringing one of your fucking, at least your girl, somebody that is in and, a. Yeah. And when I find out my girl has been there and she there with another girl. Yeah. I'm bringing her, her too. Her parents is coming too. Her parents are coming to Cali with me first. Because while you calling them immediately, talking about, hey, Jocelyn was in there with her, too. I'm bringing her ass the fuck on, too. Why aren't Jocelyn's parents there? Because they was on camera talking about they ain't seen Jocelyn in two years. Three years. So why y'all not out here with me? Now, we got to get to them niggas. 
we have to get to them niggas. Because where she might have felt a little, Dominique's mom might have felt a little, maybe, I don't know, like you said, maybe they were recreating this. Um, and maybe it wasn't, you know, quite. Maybe even, that didn't happen live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they didn't catch it live, which is understandable. Because you don't know when the fuck that was going to. So maybe that wasn't exactly how just, it happened. That shit just feel it felt like, weird. It felt weird. Jocelyn's parents? Hold on, fam. Let me let me get this straight. They met and when. So they ain't seen. It's three. So it's 2000. In 2015. 15, yep. You old enough to have a, 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 a 17 year old daughter. Yep. So let's just say you're old enough to have a 17-year-old daughter in 2015. Yeah. And you, first off, you at an R. Kelly concert. You, your wife, and your small child is at an R. Kelly concert. You already fucking lost. The tape came out. Yep. This motherfucker on there talking about we had kind of heard about um, some possible allegation. Nigga, get the fuck out of here. Yo, you know your motherfucking ass heard of that shit. You ain't kind of heard about shit, bro. he, he look he my age or older. You ain't kind of matter of fact. You shit, gotta be bro. older than me because I'm not old enough to have no fucking seventeen year old. I yeah. mean, technically, but yeah. Um, you ain't kind of heard about shit. You know exactly. You what know the what the going fuck on. is going on. You know nigga? what the fuck's going on. Um, so I actually had a problem with two sets of parents during those last two parts. Jocelyn's parents. Oh, we met her at the concert, and then that other girl, the girl that sings. Remember that. Or is that the same parents? That's the same parents. Oh, that's the same parents. Okay. No, no. So Jocelyn was the other girl. Jocelyn was the one who dad had the sunglasses on at the little press conference and shit. Yeah. That was Jocelyn. The other girl was them other two parents. Them the same parents. No, 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 no. Jocelyn parents was the ones that knew Dominique Mama. Them other girl parents, uh, I can't remember her fucking name. That was a different girl, though. It was Jocelyn and it was the, uh, the singer girl. So you're right. We talking about singer girl. Yeah. But, so, the, but, but the singer girl. Yeah, yeah. With the dude with the press conference ever. They gave their daughter up. So the singer girl, my problem with her, let's start back. Let's rewind before we even. So when she first went to the hotel by herself and they both found that out and left work to go get her. No, no, no. This I got a problem before this. Why y'all got her at the concert? You let R. Kelly, mm-hmm. a man who was, a, was accused Known of fucking having pedophile. sex with, take your 17-year-old daughter on stage yep. and do some freaky shit yep. with her? Known pedophile. Hey, listen, fam. I don't give a fuck if you had an allegation or not. You're not taking my motherfucking child on stage. Yeah. I'm a parent yeah. up there, and you singing all these sex songs. Yeah. Your whole career is sex music. Yeah. yeah. And you about to, and you see what happened when he take girls on stage. Yep. He been doing the same fucking stage performance for 30 years. Tom Joyner told y'all. That nigga was doing that at Essence Fest in 93. Like, so Damn. you feel comfortable enough to let your 17-year-old on your fucking birthday so real quick, real quick, just because I just saw this um, and I want to read it off right now uh, and I'm going to listen to it later. But Jada Pinkett posted on Instagram because she's been posting about this every night. She posted, how is it that R. Kelly's music sales have spiked substantially since the release of the docuseries? I need help in understanding what am I missing? And every comment as I'm going through these shade room comments on this clip and on her page as well is, oh, people are trying to find incriminating lyrics in his music. They've done it. Could be. Could be. But here's my thing. That's a fucking. Don't go listen to shit. Because you know what? Because we did just give a nigga a a specific time to go listen to a song. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, No, we, we gave you a bar. But. Fuck all that. That nigga shit, after Thursday night, his uh, streams on Spotify went up 16% Thursday. But They've like, gone up like 30-something percent since Thursday. I get that. But if you wasn't getting no streams at all, 
and then you go up 16 percent of a thousand. We don't know, like, yeah, we don't know, know what it means. But my point is, and I don't know that to be true. Did I, Spotify release this information? Yeah, yeah. Spotify did that Thursday. Like, well, it was out Friday. They're the only ones. Apple, at least on Friday, Apple said they weren't releasing that. They weren't going to let you know whether it's stream shut up or not. Will they stick to that? I don't know. Because I feel like at some point we're going to be able to see on every streaming service if this shit is now jumped into the motherfucking. It's like when a nigga die and all of a sudden their album sales go up. I don't, yo, stop telling, again, stop saying, oh, nigga, don't support this nigga. And then now you want to listen for lyrics. And I, I get it. I get it. You want to investigate and you want to hear. But nigga, we know enough. We heard. Uh, well, he, got a lot, he got a lot of supporters out there. Oh, he got plenty. But we heard AJ number the number. Little niggas making slick comments. Tammy Rivera said, oh, they love you one day and now they hate you. Hey, Bitch, you matter of fact, AJ nothing but a number is the only song you need to know. And that's the only, you don't even need to hear the song. AJ nothing but a number. Bam. Going on in number of things. Boom. The love I have for you will, will never, never change. change. Will never. So, bam, don't listen to no more music because there go your lyrics right there. And he told you that in Show fucking ninety three. Oh, with the one girl, um, who who initially told the, the, they met at the trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Told her uh, he got back to the fucking the hotel. I mean, to the house. To the house. It yep. was in the pool area, mm-hmm. and he came out. She was like, um, "Now walk for me." Yeah. And then she did a little walk. He was like, "Now take take so, your take." Well, he told her, "Go put on your bathing suit." Yeah. She came out. He said, "Now walk for me." So he, she was like, "Yeah." He had me walking like modeling and shit, yeah. whatever. And then like, the nigga take said, some of your "Now baby. take some of your bathing suit off." So she took her top off. Yep. Nigga said, "No, nah, take the bottoms off." I'll take the bottoms off. Yeah. And then uh, he started to kiss her. Or yeah. Some shit. She and said, "I'm a virgin." She like, yeah. I'm like, cool. I get to train I get you, to tra- <laughs> and I get to take your virginity. And that Damn. train word was important. Yeah. Because he was training people. Yeah. Often. And then he was like, he asked her. Um, he gave her no. She gave him. He asked her how old is she was or some shit. And he yeah. gave. She gave him his ID because she had said and she like, and she said I told him I was nineteen. Yeah. And then I handed him my ID, which said sixteen. And he was yeah. like, "What's that supposed to mean?" Yeah. He was like, "Keep, Keep telling, telling people, people you're, you're 19, nineteen and act twenty one." <sighs> Dog. He gave so show me some ID before I, I get, get needy and. Into I you, see. I don't see nothing wrong. Come on, bro. And y'all don't these, need to search for lyrics. Y'all know this shit by heart. And the one girl who wrote the book, and it was a the, each chapter was like a a, a, a song title. Yeah. All these songs that he made are true things. Yeah. These not yeah. like you don't need to go stream this shit. He telling you, he been telling you. You know the songs. The nigga wasn't just one of the biggest fucking R and B artists ever. You been on these songs. You don't need to go stream them now. You know it. The interview, you seen the interview he did at the Huffington Post? Yes. Man, I watched that shit. He was so fucking angry. Dog. And that woman was not having it. No. Like, I don't, she, like, I love you too, baby. Like, I don't need your love. Shout out to her. Shout out to her. She she held her ground. But you know what I think it was? She ain't from here. She don't got no ties to this nigga. Mm -hmm. She ain't from America. Nope. Fam, you ain't shit over in Australia, wherever the fuck she was in. New Zealand or whatever. Yep. So listen, man. This one family. Uh, he she went backstage and shit. He waiting around and shit. Yeah, and she finally come out or whatever. And uh, he gave her a number, and they all like you know maybe he can help our baby out. She wanted to sing and all that shit. Now I kind of heard maybe possibly like God gave them four or five times to stop the fucking breaks, yep. and they ignored they going. every single one of them bitches. Right, they kept fucking going. Like, your daughter snuck out, went to the hotel with the nigga. Yep. Y'all went up there, raised hell, finally came out, 
and you listen to R. Kelly and you listen to her, and, oh, yeah, maybe we was just tripping, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then y'all negotiated the terms of your daughter being around. Hey, man, if she with you, man, she can't be with you by your, by herself. And now she can't be. Why are you still talking? Then something happened. You flew out to New York. You flew hey. out somewhere else. Hey. And when you got there, Oh, it wasn't that serious, you know what I'm saying? Because they sent their daughter out there, mm-hmm. the other daughter out there. Yeah. And, you know, she got crazy. She didn't tell. Mm-hmm. Y'all flew out there again and was like, oh, maybe, you know, we was exaggerating, you no, know you what I'm aren't. saying, like that, no, da, 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 da. And, and here's what pisses me off. Again, we're talking, all of this is over a nearly 30-year span of this nigga being accused and really proved, uh, fuck what happened in that court, He's being accused of all this shit, and we've known all this shit for all this time. These parents that we're talking about now, this is from four years ago. This is from three and a half. Y'all niggas have no Three years ago. This is 2015, fam. This is from the other day. This just happened. And y'all still trying to convince yourself you don't believe what's going on? Nigga. And now you on tape? The Huffington Post interview was in 2015. Hey. And now you on tape? Dog, come on, man. So, again, when they sit in there on this docuseries telling me about all the shit, these are the people where I'm sitting. Dog, your daughter is a victim, but you put her in that position because you as her parents supposed to protect her. You're supposed to keep her out of that. She threatened us talking about what she was going to do anyway. Fuck that. Fuck that. I don't give a fuck. Yo, that whole little fallacy about uh, that Aaliyah's parents made up about being everywhere every step of the way when she was on tour. Go do that. Go be everywhere with your daughter then. Fuck what she telling you she going to do every... No, you be there every step of the way, nigga. All communication cut off when she turned 18. That On her 18th on her birthday. On her 18th birthday. Ain't hear shit from her. Yeah. That's the sickest. And still ain't heard nothing from her. And won't hear shit from her. Because he kidnapped her. And she in a fucking sex dungeon. Listen. Stuck in a bed with no communication. This R. Kelly shit ain't going to be over until he kills somebody. Or to somebody kill him. So let's talk about that. Um, my homegirl, shout out to my homegirl T. Uh, she posted um, something about, you know, she hopes he rots under the jail, something like that. And I commented, just to be real, he's not going to jail. He's not going to, not off this. I don't know. He's not going to jail off this. And I, here's why I say that. Because, fam, he literally, if that tape wasn't enough, well, that tape wasn't enough because the person it, on the tape said it wasn't me. Exactly, exactly. And we had a juror. The juror got on the on the docu series and told straight up why he voted against. He said, "I didn't believe the girls. I ain't believe the girls. I didn't like how they talk. I ain't, I ain't like, like how they, how they look, dress. And I ain't like how they dress. So I disregarded everything they said and yep. I thought they was lying. So now, when he has these of age women of legal age of consent trapped in his house and he doing all whatever the fuck he want to do with them." I don't see how he, granted, I'm sure he's probably still fucking with young girls. He probably just got better at keeping it low. But when he has these of age women, these 18 and 19 year olds and 20 year olds who he's really had since they was 14 and 15. But he got them in their house and they saying, because we saw the one, the two girls standing out there. And they was like, oh, yeah, no, we're fine. We're fine. Nothing's happening. Nothing's, when they come out and say they OK, that nigga's not going to jail off this. It's going to take something else. Like Jay said, it's going to take he got to kill somebody. Or someone's going. We well, got the other girl herpes. Yeah, that came out. That nigga's out here passing out STDs, and all of them got it. All of them got it. Every one of you motherfuckers got it. Yo, uh, dog, the shit is so fucking disturbing on so many levels, bro. 
Um, I just don't feel confident. And that I'm kicking that fucking studio door in. Yes. Fam, I don't feel confident if the streets of Chicago, if the fucking parents, if the people who have known this shit for years and years and years have not fucking gone directly to that nigga's crib, busted in that door and said, fuck that. All this, I need all this shit. I need everybody get the fuck out. If that nigga ain't had his ass beat yet, he ain't in fucking jail. His, he tried to blame his brother. I just want y'all to know that every time you go to an R. Kelly concert, Every time you buy an R. Kelly album, and every time you stream an R. Kelly song, you are financing his actual, what he's actually doing. He can only do this shit because he has the funds and the means and the influence to do so. Mm-hmm. And it's getting tough for him to do it. He got kicked out of the the, the, the Atlanta joint because yep. he just don't, yep. he don't make enough, he don't make enough money to do that shit. So now he keeps going on tour. He's all over the, in weird ass countries and shit. Or whatever. Every time you stream his music, you are financing this shit. Mm. You are financing a home in Chicago that's that's like that women are peeing in buckets in. Yeah. You financing that shit. And you can't say that you're not. He makes money from music. You stream his music and that gives him money. It's it's disturbing to think that, again, some we said earlier, this nigga hit his peak after we knew. He became the most famous fucking singer on the planet after we knew. He became the most famous writer. There was a point where there was not a minute on the radio that did not contain a song written, produced, or sang by R. Kelly. Fam, this is after we knew. So, no, I don't really have confidence right now that that nigga's ever going to see the fucking jail. I do. And it was my homegirl T. She said, hey, nigga, I'm hoping I'm wishing on a star. But she was like, what I'm hoping is that the Me Too movement in this era that we live in, because when you combine the Me Too movement in this era we're currently in, you do have enough power to at least go after this nigga. And after this docuseries. That nigga just need to do one crime. He fuck around and get hit with a Rico. Hey, have they ever had a Rico on like a sex crimes? Cause that's you know typically drugs, uh, and money laundering and shit. But something, something. Man, you 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 doing interstate commerce? You going hey, from state to state, fam? With these women, yeah. Um, it, this nigga is so disturbingly, hauntingly sick. And here's the thing. I empathize with whatever abuse he dealt with as a child, because that's horrible in general. Him, his brothers, his other brother, sister, if she dealt with it too, that's all fucked up. But that's where it stops. Because your other brother ain't out here doing this. Or do you ask if he should be in jail or, or should be or should they give him help? No, it's too late for help. Too late for help, fam. It's too late for help. You're 50. Help was fucking 20 years ago. Help was when you was out here writing... Uh, uh, the fucking I believe I could fly, so and what? I look to you and all these gospel songs and all that. This, that was help time. This story is gonna end badly. It has no choice but to. It's it's gonna end and somebody's gonna die. Somebody has to, cause cause he's not gonna stop, and he's not gonna have the finances to keep going on mm-hmm. at this level. He mm-hmm. don't got the same amount of money he had before. Facts. Like so, at some point it's gonna get smaller and smaller, and he gonna keep trying to exert control. That's yeah. that's loosening and loosening. And somebody's gonna die. Yeah, I um. And I hope it's him. I 
again, my my theme throughout this whole shit has and will continue to be none of this is new. But we, just like R. Kelly, allowed it to go too far. And now I feel like at least with this national exposure, that was the biggest uh, premiere in Lifetime history. So that means enough people watch that shit that may not have been explicitly, uh, I guess, introduced to some of his behavior. Facts. So if you're 25 years old, you, you didn't know. You don't know. The you didn't extent. know. You didn't know. And I'm hoping that we have enough new eyes to maybe combat this with a different approach. Because to this point, our era, let's just face it, as mad as some of us might be right now, our era has been tainted because we were the fans. We were the ones who put them in this position. So for a ton of us, our era, our aunts, our mothers, our oldest sisters. Our the Time Jordan Morning Show yeah. listeners. Fam, they literally snapped on this nigga on Time Joiner and then played a motherfucking R. Kelly song. That's the disconnect between our era and the right now. The 40-year-old women. Yeah. The 40 the, to 60-year-old women. The Tom Joyner crews. The Essence Fest attendees. That's the, again, the people who, when that music for Step in the Name of Love dropped, immediately start ballrooming and hustling. And doing, them people, us, our era of, dog, we're the ones who didn't let him go to jail when he should have. We're the ones who didn't put that nigga in jail when we should have. So I'm praying that in we this new... Feeding, we keep financing this nigga. Yeah. It's, it's his slaves. Hey, we out here listening and streaming right now, putting money in that nigga pocket, trying to find lyrics, quote unquote. But then I bet when we find them lyrics, we ain't turning it off. Because when are we ever going to be satisfied with evidence? We've been had enough. We've been had enough to condemn this nigga. I bet you that 19-minute song got some most views. But you know what we've been doing though? I never listened to the shit. You know what we've been doing though? We not condemning them. We condoning them. Mm. And that's the fucking problem. Well, fuck R. Kelly as a staff record label and, and a motherfucking, motherfucking crew. crew. If you want to be down with R. Kelly, then fuck, fuck you too. And Sparkle. Fuck. No. <laughs> uh, Aaliyah mama. Yeah. Nigga. All you mother Dog. Um, Old girl with the red outfit. Kind of halfway fuck you too. Because you. Because uh, you. Because like, all right, fine. You, I don't know how this can happen with Aaliyah. I can't believe that's my baby. You get one of those. Uh, now, the second one, when the 14-year-old, yeah. oh, my God, I couldn't believe it happened with my baby. Because she was close with Sparkle. So you knew this. Ne- oh, my God, Like, you close bro. to the 14-year-old. When I found out, I don't know how this can happen. Yeah. Yes, the yes, fuck, the you, fuck do. you do. Because you, you saw here. it happen a few years ago. You've been here 10 years now. You've seen it. You seen it. Uh the fucking public announcement. Fuck you too. All you motherfuckers. Fuck you too. Die slow, nigga. <laughs> that nigga manager, fuck you. Oh my god. Dog, I wanna beat that nigga manager ass so bad, bro. I swear to God, I wanted to beat he that nigga. Part, he probably partaking. Oh, I know he dog. Did you see the smirk on that nigga face when he's they was going to get ice cream? They just looked so in love. They was great friends. They was fam. I will punch your fucking face in, man. I hate these niggas, bro. Anybody complicit in the fucking actions that this nigga's been doing for the last 30 years, who sat back and said nothing, who waited until Lifetime knocked on their door and said, fam, we will pay you if you come sit down and tell us what you've seen, and y'all ain't tell niggas what you've seen for free 30 years ago, fuck you too. And that's how I feel. Because y'all let these little girls get hurt. Y'all let these little girls be victimized. You sat in the house and you And the adult one. The 35 year old when she went back to that fucking house. Yeah. And she talking about the black room. Yeah. And she started breaking up. Yeah. What the fuck was going on in the black room? Dog. She said, This is the most vile. Like, what the fuck was going on in the black room? Dog. 
Y'all motherfuckers. I can't even fucking imagine. If no. what you saw on the tape ain't enough. She said it unimaginable things. Yeah. That's when he, man. Fam. Yo, R. Kelly, yo, you get the biggest fuck out of here ever in life. Um, Everybody involved with this nigga, everybody who's... Uh, Who's been again just a part of this nigga's activity over these last thirty, man? Everybody who's still after seeing this, not convinced. Oh, the family of the person, like you, just a piece of shit because you won't let somebody see their fucking family off top, off top. Because you have it. So listen, let's just say I'm in a regular relationship. Yep, I'm not the pervert. I'm not doing none of this hey. shit. And my girl have not seen her family in yep. three years. And they on TV doing press conferences, asking to, for them to be seen, showing yeah. up at my resident with the police officer as a person. Yeah. You a whole ass nigga if you let the person that you with, your mate, do that to their family. Yeah. Go see the motherfuckers. Yeah. Even to tell them to, to leave me the fuck alone, I'm not going to allow that to happen. Ever. Ever. Period. Or you a piece of shit person. Nigga, even if you don't want to talk to your family, when them motherfuckers start making press conferences yeah. and saying I'm the reason that you... Do, no, you about to go tell them niggas in front of the camera that I'm not the reason. Yeah. I'm, uh... I don't know, man. After after watching this, again, this is all shit that we've known for a while. We did get a few new details, or at well, least I, didn't I know did. How, I didn't know how, how, how deep this shit ran. Because I, I had two examples. I have Aaliyah, and I got the young you girl had, on the tape. Yeah, And so, I assumed it would probably... You like more... Nigga, it could be... Like, in this documentary... Yeah. It must have been, like, 70 different girls. So, where I'm going to say that I was... So I remember a couple years ago when we first got word of like the sex dungeon and the kidnappings and these women that have been basically trafficked throughout his house. I remember hearing all that. But where I'm going to say I was shocked was one, honestly, I can admit I had kind of forgotten about it. Um, I forgot that thing happened because they was adults. Yeah. And everybody disregarded it because they were, quote, able to give consent. But. Seeing this shit and seeing the layers that went into it and the manipulation that went into him kidnapping these women in the first place, most of them, again, kidnapped before they were adults. And now knowing that he's literally holding women state to state, got them in Atlanta, got them in L.A., got them like, bro. Let's just not forget that the young girl from the tape is still with R. Kelly. Yeah. And she's the only person. In the whole documentary, mm-hmm. they had her picture blurred out. Yep, and they did that for a reason. Because mm-hmm. she's still with him. Mm-hmm. Or she said, "If you put my face on her, I'm gonna sue you." Because yeah. all the, the other girl that's missing for three uh-huh. years is still with him. Yeah, she the only person that had her face blurred out the entire time. Yeah, that's interesting. It's very interesting, man. This whole shit is interesting. This whole shit is disturbing. But um, the whole shit. It impacted the culture this week. Uh, and the last thing I want to throw out there that I think is going to happen, so I know we were kind of discussing, like, oh, you know, will this docuseries bring about maybe some new charges or something to R. Kelly? I don't know that it will, but what I do know, and we've already started seeing it in the last two days, the rest of you fucking artists, beware. Is they coming after you. Be fucking aware. Drake, they on your neck right now to 17-year-old girl. They on your neck. The way you was on her neck kissing her in that fucking video with your nasty ass. Um, the, the, the video from um, Timberland? Oh, my God. When I, well, I got to be honest, man. When I first saw her, I was in love with her. Yeah. 
All this shit sounds fucking disgusting but now. I just figured I'd be our big brother. Nah, you niggas is nasty. Um, Hold on, dog. I gotta let you niggas hear this shit, Joe. You about to play that mom mm-hmm. shit or the Timberland shit? Because that nigga are talking about his mother was the most disturbing oh, shit I heard shit. all week, bro. I heard, I seen a nigga on Twitter saying, like, why we acting like this is strange? Nigga, nah, what? Nah, that's strange as fuck, bro. I love my mama like the next man, but nigga, nah. Not like that, nigga. Talking about you turned the fucking coffee cup to the side her lipstick was on because it was like you was kissing her, nigga. First man to live. This template, It's time for the world to hear this. I'm going to give up a little secret. I was in love with her. I said, but I'm not. She's just a baby. I'm old. I said to myself, I'm just going to be her brother. Oh, man, I was fighting. I was fighting a lot, a big war. But I love Leah. Tim, I don't don't know about that, Tim. Timbaland, stop saying words right now, bro. Don't say shit. Oh, here go. Me and my mom will go to McDonald's. This is R. Kelly, by the way. Before she'd go to work, before I'd go to school, and she would get us a Danish. It's all we could afford is a Danish and a cup of coffee. And we would split the Danish and cup of coffee. She wore this cheap lipstick. And she would um, put three creams and six sugars in the coffee. And uh, she would stir it up. She would open the Danish, split it with a little plastic white knife. She had this cheap lipstick and she would taste the coffee to make sure it was uh, sweet enough. And she'd leave the ring of lipstick on the coffee from which she tasted the coffee. And I remember when she would give me mine, when I would sip from the cup, I would turn it around and I would drink from her lipstick part because in a son-mother way, I had a serious, serious crush on my mom because she could sing her butt off. And uh, I just looked up and down to her. I looked around, I looked everything about my mother. You know, I loved her. And I even asked her to marry me one day. I was like, nah. She said no. But you know what? I understood. I understood it. Fam. Fam. We are, we are discussing somebody who's disturbed beyond my imagination. He's disturbed beyond my mental capacity. Um, I can't really go into the psyche of someone with that many fucking problems, bro. Uh, what I can do is say that I hope whether it's in this life or the next, he gets what's coming to him. Um, Anyone else, because we know the music industry and we know the entertainment industry and we know that a lot of what he's doing, several hundred other niggas are doing, have been doing, and will continue doing, and they'll do it a lot better than R. Kelly does. Meek tweeted something to that effect. Yeah. Yeah. And like, um, they can probably have a lot of documentaries on a lot of you niggas in the industry. Mm -hmm. No, and Meek wasn't fucking lying either, man. Um, what I want to end with is again, black women, we love you. Facts. Black women, we hear you. Facts. Um, we respect you, and we're sorry that we've allowed the behavior that has happened to you for so many years to go unheard. And men, this is not your time to combat what the women are saying. This Facts. is your time to shut the fuck up and listen. Facts. And if you can address anything that they're saying with your actions, then do so. But this not the time for you to come out the woodwork with some all lives matter or what about the time or what about when you do this? This the time for you to stop, yeah, look and listen. Um, this moment is about our sisters, and I feel like as men we have failed y'all. 
in a lot of areas. Um, I could do my part. Jay could do his part to try to set a different standard for how black men should be protective of our women. Uh, but it's going to take some work. Fact. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some time to rectify uh, the damages that have been done over years. Um, but black men, we need to do better. We got to protect our sisters, protect our daughters, protect our nieces, protect our neighbors. Um, these women are being hunted and they're being taken advantage of and they're being manipulated. And the worst things that have happened in their lives are being used against them to turn their minds into something that makes them feel like this type of behavior is appropriate. So, again, we love you. Black women, we love you. Black women, we love you. Uh, I'm Ant. That's Jay Johnson. This Week in Culture, episode 27. Peace.